Hey everybody, before we get into this episode of Then and Now, uh, we have an announcement. Uh, we have a new website for everybody who we're hosting our podcast through. A very nice website made by our own dear Robert Foley. Uh, thank you very much. Take some credit for it. It's, it's beautiful, <laughs> and you put a shit ton of work into it. So. Uh, yeah, I, I worked very hard on this. Uh, then and Now Productions. You modest bastard. <laughs> then and Now Productions.com. Yes. Um, where not only will you see this website, but Danny's... Not website, podcast. This new this podcast. You'll find Then and Now, and you'll find uh, my new podcast, Hold My Beer. And here soon, we've got a couple things coming down the line. Uh, a, another podcast from me, uh, which will uh, go into Dungeons and Dragons and different board games, and possibly, nothing's official yet, but possibly a new Let's Play channel that we're going to do on YouTube. Yeah, either way, we're wanting to do some sort of YouTube component. So, yeah. this is a big, it's a broad new horizon, we'll say. Yeah, we're, we're wanting to ex- ex- expand uh, the entertainment value to you, our listeners, and please let us know exactly what you want to hear. Uh, and, and you can do so at thenandnowproductions.com. Look up the contact page, people. Uh, enjoy the episode. It's about Batman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Then and Now, a nerd podcast talking about nerd things. My name is Robert Foley. And I'm the human disappointment, Danny Mons. <laughs> human disappointment? It's been a rough week, man. All right, well, we'll get into that a little later. Uh, this week, we are talking about the goddamn Batman. Ah, man, uh... Probably top three superheroes for me, I would say. He's up there. Yeah. In my I, book. I think everybody uh, loves Batman to a certain degree. Yeah, you um, have to. Yeah. Uh, he is DC's poster child. Uh, against their best wishes, probably. Yeah. I mean, Superman They tried be. really hard to make him a piece of shit throughout the years. Yeah, you showed me some of that. <laughs> yeah. It makes me sad. <laughs> uh, just right off the bat, how'd you get into The Dark Knight, man? Um, well, I first started loving, uh, Batman the same way that I started loving Superman, the cartoons. Same here, yeah. Kevin Conroy is still my Batman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like, uh, Mark Hamill is still my Joker. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I can't read the comics without his voice being... Yeah, that's my go-to as well. I mean, they did it in the Batman the Animated Series. They brought him back for the Arkham series. Yep. Um, they're bringing him back now for the animated Killing Joke movie. Uh, I know, but uh, that gives me a little bit of hope on this, uh, in the movie. I, I'm excited to hear him in that role again, but I've got I've got issues. Yeah, that's your favorite that, Batman tell. Uh, you've made that very clear. Not on the podcast. Everybody, the Killing Joke is Robert's favorite Batman story. One of his favorite comics. There, now they know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard to explain, really. Yeah. Robert Likey. Robert Likey a lot. Mm. Um, but Batman's first appearance uh, was in Detective Comics number 27 in, uh, I believe, 39. 1939. Yeah. yeah I remember the year, because um, one of us took notes. Uh, I'm assuming the listeners probably can't guess, but yeah. it, it, was, it was Roberto this time. Taking all the notes. Yeah, this time. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, like the first three episodes, I took notes. (laughs) And then I just gave up. Yeah. I'm kind of doing that with my entire life now. (laughs) Especially after this fucking week, man. 
Uh, but before we continue, do you just want to get it out there? What what the fuck has been going on, and explain why you're so tired during this and last episode? Well, last episode I think it's primarily work, wasn't it? It was primarily work. There was a little bit of extra. I think there's some family stuff going on. Maybe I honestly can't remember at this point because I'm so sleep deprived. Uh, I was sick, which is why I was so tired last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was work last week. Yeah. We're recording this on Saturday. Thursday evening morning, or I guess it would technically be Friday morning at 4.36 in the morning, my wife shook me awake, and I looked in the doorway of my bedroom, and there's a silhouette of a man standing there. That should not have been there. Right. Well, we'd gotten done recording an episode of uh, Hold My Beer at like 3.30 in the morning, right? And during the recording, I was holding several beers. So I was sleeping well, we'll say. So I didn't, it took me a long time to grasp what was going on and realize I wasn't dreaming before I went, what the fuck are you doing? And this strange man was like, uh, what's your name? <laughs> I was like, it doesn't fucking matter what my name is. Why are you in my house? Yeah, seriously. What the fuck? And he's like, I just got out of jail, man. Uh, my dad used to live here. I'm just looking for a place to crash. I am still amazed that you did not just... I should have shot him. Yeah. I was literally there. I sleep... Six inches away from a gun. It's right in my nightstand top drawer. It's in a case so my son can't get to it, but... I mean, I could have shot him. But uh, the only thing that scared me about the whole situation, I don't care if he... Uh, like, I, I'm a, my, I don't care if he was, like, planning on molesting me or what he was going to do. But uh, he wa- my son fell asleep on the sofa in the living room that night, and uh, we didn't move him. We just let him. We just left him there so we didn't wake him up. And that guy, the strange man, walked right by him. Yeah. And uh, to your room. It, yeah, very much so into my room. Yeah. The most awkward part, possibly, well, there are two actually very awkward components to this story. Was number it your one, dick out? Okay, number two, yeah, my dick was out. I was not wearing pants. I had a blanket over. <laughs> but the whole time he's talking to me, I was trying to reach down and grab my pants and slide them underneath the blanket. Because <laughs> <laughs> at that point, no, you just stand up and let your dong fly. Like, hey, you came into my home. My brother's still like, dude, I sleep naked and I swear I, w- I would shoot a man naked. <laughs> They're not going to be around to tell anybody how small my dick is, right? <laughs> he didn't say that last part, but... <laughs> um, but we all know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, number... Uh, the, the other awkward thing, he was very polite about the whole situation. <laughs> like, oh, my bad. I, but he kept on saying he didn't want any um, controversy about I it. I don't, I don't want no controversy. I don't want no controversy. Right, man. that's an odd statement. Right. Which I'm pretty sure is drunk man for please don't call the police. Either that or I'm secretly a politician. I don't want no controversy. Well, I'll tell you this. He just lost my vote. <laughs> All right? All of a sudden, Trump doesn't seem that bad, right? <laughs> I was just about to say, that's Trump's Trump's new marketing campaign. Hey, my, my dad died here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's talking about how his dad died in that room, the room we were sleeping in. I was like, I don't know if you're trying to creep me out. But, I mean, it's working. Not because of that statement. <laughs> I'm way more creeped out that there's a strange man standing in my room right now than a man dying in my room years ago. Yeah. That shit doesn't bother me. Like, what the fuck? Paranormal shit never really bothered me. I never really got in the haunting thing or anything like that. That never bothered me. You show up in my bedroom when I'm drunk sleeping and I'm not wearing pants? <laughs> that bothers me. That freaks me out. Here's the question now. Did you start wearing pants to sleep? Boxers. <laughs> well, there there you go. Yeah, yeah I, started, I started sleeping with boxers on. <laughs> Uh, I, I, like my brother, I don't really want to shoot a man while I'm not wearing pants. I will. Oh, no, I, I shoot it while yelling, look at my dick, look at my dick. I don't want, <laughs> I, I don't want 
someone's last words to be, are you half hard? <laughs> you know? <laughs> give, give me three seconds. Bang, bang. Now I'm half hard. <laughs> Was the bang, bang you shooting the gun? Yeah. Oh, God. So you're getting erect to the death of a man? Is that what it is? Oh, I thought you were talking about masturbating. This, what, this whole story is a euphemism for <laughs> masturbation? <Yeah. laughs> There was no man. I was looking at gay porn on the internet, right? <laughs> and, no, it freaked me the fuck out. So Yeah, I, I can imagine, man. That That's... happened Friday morning. I worked a 12-hour shift. So, okay, like, I didn't, I couldn't really go back to bed afterwards. So, since Thursday, mind you, we're recording this the day before this podcast gets released. Yeah. Since Thursday, how much sleep have you gotten? Uh, about four hours. Total. Yeah, and that was me, uh, when you called me earlier, asking when we were going to record. Waking your ass up. Yeah, I was an hour into a nap. <laughs> I didn't go back to sleep, I started playing uh, um, Arkham, Arkham Knight. That's that's the way I prepared for the podcast, I became the Batman. You read about the Batman, I was the Batman. I read a lot about the Batman. I was the Batman a lot. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that in the end, it's probably when we talk about video yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mainly want to talk about the beginning of the game, because it was different. Okay. So don't let me forget about that. But yeah, let, let's uh, let's go ahead and continue uh, with our then discussion. Yeah, let's get out of me almost getting molested in my sleep. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think that you're How cutting weird. a major part out, and you woke up with him in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> What's that taste? Oh, it's dick. <laughs> this is so familiar. Even <laughs> <laughs> the, the like the even worse thing, like you wearing pants. No, why are you in my house? It doesn't matter. You have very nice balls. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm assuming even if he wasn't molesting me or raping me, he still would have been fairly polite about it. Like, like he would, he would have lubed, he would have lubed up. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, if if you're going to molest Danny, at least no, be polite about it. Lube, lube. Say thank you and lube up. Yeah. Not in that order. <laughs> now we can talk about the Batman. Okay. It's been a weird fucking week, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not my fault. No, no, uh, it's completely understandable. That's some fucked up shit. Lock your doors, if, ladies and gentlemen. If only you had uh, the goddamn Batman around to protect random people from breaking <laughs> right? into your Where home. Where was he? Like, that's, uh, I thought, uh, <laughs> I was joking about this with you earlier. Like, I should have just had him come in here and record a podcast real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it happened feet away from the studio. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, Batman has actually kind of been a subject of a little bit of controversy between you and I. So is everything else. Yes, but... Actually, I think we've only really argued about two things on the podcast. And on the podcast... We only argue on the podcast, really. Yeah. Um, Batman and the Doctor. Yes. With the Doctor, it's... you. Your favorite Doctor is my least favorite Doctor. And right. For our own reasons, both of which valid. Well, I mean, mine are, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go down without fighting, I'm sorry. Yeah. I really love but you're still Smith. going down. <laughs> it doesn't take much. Just sneak in my room late at night. <laughs> yeah. and it. My mouth. I usually sleep with my mouth open. Just sneak it in and don't wake me up. <laughs> um, and and then whether or not Batman kills. Uh, that that started an argument that ended with me yelling and you being like, "Dude, you need to calm down." On the podcast. No, you had to calm down. Yeah, that's why you. That's why. I oh yeah, it. yeah. You were saying that I needed to calm down. <laughs> no, it was. Don't be like that. You're like, I will be like that. <laughs> I will be like that. God damn it! Very <laughs> childish argument, but we had a, I mean, a reasonable argument or not argument conversation about that before we started recording. Yeah. So of course nobody hears that part, but uh, we discovered that Batman didn't become the Batman that we know and love until like 1990. Yeah, in the in the 90s, um, it started very like me defending Batman killing. Which I know sounds really bad, but... It is. He shouldn't. <laughs> well, that started with Batman number one. 
Right. Which I, I knew that very old school Batman used guns and did kill. He's more like the Punisher in a cape. Yeah, he really was. Slightly more vindictive, maybe? <laughs> um, the, the story with Batman number one, which was Batman's first solo run comic, yeah. was an, an evil scientist, Hugo Strange... Uh, who has shown up in a couple of the Arkham Still around, games. Yeah, he's, he's uh, a scientist that is obsessed with Batman. He's been Batman a couple times. Yes. He dresses up like him and everything. Um, he uses a toxic serum that turns a group of innocent mental patients into muscular, out-of-control monsters. Uh, in the comic, at one point, his henchmen are driving one of the um, muscle monsters, for lack of a better term. Muscle monsters? Yes. Like Hulk Hogan? <laughs> mental... Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally handicapped, muscle, mo- yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> dead on. Uh, so rock wrestling and had a point that yeah, time. He, he's driving Hulk Hogan to uh, a bank. <laughs> yeah, uh, that they're planning on robbing using uh, the man's strength. And Batman shows up in his bat plane and guns down the driver of the truck using the machine gun that he has attached to his bat plane. The truck careens into a tree, killing the other person in the truck. The uh, the mentally handicapped man stumbles out of the truck. Please, I thought we were calling him Hulk Hogan. Okay, Hulk Hogan stumbles out. <laughs> stumbles out of the truck, mm-hmm. and uh, before he can hurt anyone, thro- uh, Batman throws a noose made of reinforced steel and rope and ropes him by the neck. Uh, he then lifts off with the bat plane while the guy who at this point has not actually done anything wrong tries desperately to escape the noose that eventually chokes him to death. The text a few minutes later, or a few moments later, is seen at the top of the next cell, and Batman muses, him, muses to himself, while the now-dead mental patient, still swinging from the bat plane, no less, says he says, he's probably better off this way. What the fuck? Really? I'm dead serious. Here's what makes this even worse. That's, that, that is the only sentence I've ever heard that makes lobotomy seem okay. You know? <laughs> well, here's what makes this whole thing even worse. Batman developed a cure for Hugo Strange's uh, toxin. Okay. So he could have rehabilitated this guy. You know what he did instead? What? Used it on himself and then hung a, go- hung a dude. Hung a goon. Hung a goon. Um, well, I mean, in that case, it wouldn't be a cure. It'd be an antidote. Right. Or not an antidote. A, um, the thing you do beforehand. Vaccine. No. It would have been a vaccine. He got hit with some of the stuff and he cured himself. Oh. Yeah, it is a cure. Oh. So he could have... Re- I was trying to, uh, yeah, I was trying to no. turn it. It didn't work. He he could have rehabilitated the dude. Instead, he wanted a uh, mental pinata. A, a mental pinata? Yes. I, my son has a birthday coming up. I'm going to try those. <laughs> One bat plane. You... <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's not dollars or pounds. It's, uh, yeah. it's bat planes. But, you know, throughout my research, I found quite a bit of times that in main DC Universe, Batman has killed. Um, oh, trust me, I know. That's the first thing you started talking about when you came over today. <laughs> uh, he has killed three people. Now, admittedly, these three people, they play off as accidents, but they are they are killed directly due to actions taken by Batman. And they sound like very not accidents really yeah <laughs> i mean uh one uh batman is either chasing or being chased by a guy through a uh garbage yard uh junkyard like a landfill or something yeah kind yeah. of and a through the actions of batman a uh stack of cars falls on the guy that's chasing him oh yeah uh, and the dude uh, instead of jumping 
either direction, starts firing at the th- at the cars that are falling towards him. That, does that help? Uh, no. Uh, oh. You actually see his just his hand out of the wreckage. Would have been amazing if when he shot, the bullet ricocheted off the cart and he shot himself in the head. <laughs> then Batman couldn't technically be blamed for that one. Uh, yes and no. He didn't pull the trigger. But the next one is 100% <laughs> Batman's fault. No. 100% Batman's fault. No questions asked. How so? Uh, well, there in this story, which is... Uh, oh, I have it written down somewhere. It's Batman... I I ha- I lost where I had it written down, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's going to like hear the comic number, but like, I want to own that comic. Yeah. Uh, there are two garbage men who are essentially in a turf war with each other and trying to kill each other uh, for garbage turf. Of course. Yeah, it's a Detective Comics uh, one. Garbage turf? I don't think that's a term. That's how fucked up Gotham is, man. (laughs) Yeah. All the other turf is taken by real villains. Yeah. Even the Riddler. Yeah. And the Penguin. Yeah, I guess. uh, But Batman goes to stop them from killing each other, and they start fighting him. One of them grabs a chair and decides to go WWE on his ass. And Did you just reference wrestling? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm high-fiving you in my mind right now, <laughs> and you're loving it. Uh, but Batman ducks and ducks under the thing and throws the man into the other guy, and uh, through that one action, throws them into a garbage crusher. You see, that's not Batman's fault. Uh, it's 100% it's, Batman's It's fault. the guy that he threw the other guy into. He wasn't sturdy enough. <laughs> he should have worked out on his legs more. No, that's that's Batman's fault. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, that kills both of them. I love how you know we're doing a Batman podcast, and you know we'd argue about whether Batman should kill or not. So you look up nothing but how Batman is killed. Uh, in Detective Comics number 39 from 1940... <laughs> so speaking of... He pushes a giant statue on top of Mongols, crushing them to death. A huge group of them. Yeah, and you said, like... Because to me, that sounds like an old-school Captain America comic book, you know? Right. USA. USA. But uh, I suppose every mainstream comic book probably had that phase during World War II when when the Chinese were... Or not Chinese, but Japanese were so vilified because of World War II. Batman was very against the Japanese in the early comics. Which means the writer was very against the Japanese. I decided not to write down all of the times that it ended up just being the Japanese are bad guys and it ends with their deaths. Isn't one of his villains like Eggman or Egghead or something like that? He's pretty much just a giant egg with slanted eyes. I think so. Some of the shit is very racist. Yeah. Like, early Batman was very racist. Uh, it's horrible, because we had so many Japanese living in the U.S. at the time. Yeah. I mean, you know about, like, the camps and everything. Yeah. A very dark part of American history. And I just made myself sad thinking about it. <laughs> Thanks, Robert. Um, Detective Comics number 37, 1940, he oh. kills a white dude. Oh, hey! There yeah. we go. Equality! Yeah. Wait, one white dude? One white dude. Damn it! <laughs> well, Hulk Hogan used to be white until he tanned himself, he tanned himself to, like... Dead banana color? <laughs> Dead banana. Whatever that is. Um, <laughs> yeah, and this one is kind of fucked up because there's so many ways that Batman could have avoided killing this guy, and it seems like he was just like, no, you're going to die now. Fuck you. Like, goes out of his way to kill this no, man? No, 100%, because here's what happens. The bad guy throws a sword at Batman. Batman uses a door as a shield, Okay. and the sword goes through the door to the hill. Um... And stops the sword, gets lodged in in the door. Batman then closes the door, exposing the blade to the rest of the room. 
the man starts apologizing and pleading for mercy, ready to give himself over. Batman then walks to the other side of the man, who I can only assume is the Monopoly guy because of the monocle. Oh. <laughs> and What? Yeah. Uh, starts punching him towards the sword and hits him so hard that and I'm quoting now, the count falls back towards the steel blade sticking through the closet door. End quote. It hits him in the neck, adding just another lost life at the hands of Batman. And then he yelled, do not collect go. Do not collect $200. Yeah, that... that That's fucked up. So man. many ways that that death could have been avoided. <laughs> yeah. Batman straight up murdered that guy. Can we be honest on that one? No, yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like he was okay with it. Like, yeah. <laughs> a little too okay with it. And I know that I've been talking a lot about old school Batman. How about, how about I make it a little newer for us? Please don't. Oh, no, it's happening, sir. <sighs> 1988, the year of our birth. Yeah. Births. It wasn't one birth where we both came out. Don't make it weird, Robert. But there was one year. There was one year. Actually, there's been several. The, that we were born in? No. No. Okay. <laughs> but there's only been one. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Batman number 420. <laughs> Sorry. Get the laughs out now. <laughs> right? it's, every time I hear 420 or 60 now, I'm like, eh. It's like right. when somebody says but, you know, in a sentence, I'm still like, Because eh. I am like a nine-year-old and an adult but. Oh, I've, I've always said that we're not adults. We're, we're children with a license to drink. Right? <laughs> yeah, one of us has a kid, though. Yeah. Oh, poor kid. <laughs> uh, all right, so in this one, the bad guy is called the KG Beast. <laughs> so I'm assuming he's Russian. Uh, yeah, he was a Soviet Union villain that was sent to America to kill everybody involved in the Star Wars defense program, including Reagan. What about Luke Skywalker? <laughs> Wrong Star Wars. Ah! <laughs> the least entertaining Star Wars. Right. Uh... Batman loses to the KGB uh, for three issues before number 37. Um, and then Batman locked the man up in an underground bunker in the sewers with no way of escape and no food. He might have went back and fed him. You don't know. Uh, no. You know? I know. Damn it. Uh, before, the Beast, before the door closes, challenges Batman uh, to a fight with a pipe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, okay, so... Uh, the KG Beast had a machine gun hand and then a regular hand. And his regular hand, obviously, not as cool. <laughs> no shit. 100% less cool. Yeah. So, well, let's say 99% <laughs> Yeah. I mean, hands are pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, opposable thumbs. Masturbation's an amazing I was going to say, I mean, without regular hands, we couldn't even jerk off. Yeah. Or uh, finger yourself, whatever you're into. Yeah. Anyway, so Batman breaks the machine gun hand. And so the KG Beast grabs a pipe. And they're in a room with only one way out, this huge metal door. Okay. And KG Beast is like, come on, fight me. And Batman says, and I quote, why should I? A few years ago. Yeah, You're I'm doing, doing the Batman I'm voice. doing the Batman voice. Fuck Who you. knows? No. I, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to give you props. Oh, I thought you were just laughing at me. Why can't it be both? Okay. Why should I? A few years ago, I would have jumped at this chance to test myself against you. But time has taught me many valuable lessons. There's no reason for me to risk my life coming in there after you. It would neither accomplish nor prove anything worthwhile. All of this while closing the door and locking the door, which is the only way out. He then barricades the metal door and walks away. To be fair, the speech is about practicality. 
which does fit Batman. Okay. It is also insanely cruel, which is not quite Batman. <laughs> Here's where it gets even worse, because, you know, you assume that they're going to send somebody in after him and all that. Commissioner Gordon, like, hey, you can't do that, Batman. Yeah. Here's the thing. Throughout the entire story arc, there's been this CIA agent who, throughout the tale, tells Batman that if the KGB beast is caught, or KG beast is caught, they need to turn him over to the Soviet Union. When Batman leaves the sewers, we're given this dialogue between Batman and the CIA agent. I brought your agents back. <laughs> you gotta warn me before you go to Batman voice. Okay, I'm anytime, sorry. Anytime I'm going to be talking quotes of Batman, I'm going to be doing the So the if you voice. say, and I quote, I need to bunker down and not laugh. Yes. Okay. All right. I brought your agents <laughs> You didn't say, and I quote. And I I'm quote. Sorry. <laughs> God damn it. It's funny. And I quote. <laughs> I brought your agents back. What about the beast? You needn't worry about him anymore. There are two cells of silence while the CIA agent looks at a very stern Batman in horror before composing himself. Two full panels of just, like, them staring at each other? More of the CIA agent looking at the back of Batman's head with his mouth dropped and his eyes wide, and then he gets stern, like, he composes himself, gets stern, and goes, yes. That's it. Like, that, it's understood. He, whatever Batman did is finalized. Dude's gonna starve to death in there. Yeah, yeah. No matter what he did, he will no longer be a threat. Yes. I mean, honestly, this one makes slightly more sense because he was supposed to be returned to the Russians, which obviously would have called him a war hero. If well, I mean, they might have killed him for getting captured. Who knows? In that storyline, uh, but I mean, I, but, I, I don't know. I'm trying to defend it. I'm having trouble here. I feel like I'm. I feel like we're playing what's in the box. <laughs> you know. Well, I've got one more story for you. Now, admittedly... Like, no, no, no. No, then and now is about celebrating what we loved then and talking about it now. Well, well, you're like... You're, you're making me sad, Robert. Here, I, I want to read just one more. I promise you this is worth it because I only got nine pages into the comic before I had to quit. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Okay. This is... All-Star Batman and Robin number 7 from 2007. Now, well, see, now we might be talking because there's an All-Star Superman that we talked about last episode that was beautiful and poetic. Yeah. It was about uh, Clark Kent's last days. You know? Yes, and that was very, very well done. So is this, um, like, the Batman take on that where he finds out he's passing away? Um, well, let, let me explain. So in this one... You're grinning, Robert. Why are you grinning? <laughs> All right, I'm just going to read you verbatim my notes on this one. Because okay. I'm talking to myself when I write these notes. <laughs> now, it before I get started, I, this needs to be noted that this is not a canon story like all of the others were. This did not happen in main universe DCU. This is... they act, In current canon, they act like that shit never happened anyways, to be fair. But it still happened. Oh, I mean, it happened, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> like, they can act like it didn't happen. Oh, I'm going to. Like, I'm going to act like it didn't happen. We act like Hiroshima didn't happen, but it happened. Ooh. Back to the poor Japanese. Yeah. It happened. I mean, we're not proud of it. We're pro-Japan here on... Uh, <laughs> then and now. I couldn't remember. Like, this is so fucked up. I couldn't think of what our show was called. <laughs> All right. Sleep deprivation. So, here are my notes on All-Star Batman and Robin number 7 from 2007. Way more current. Yes. So, it's got to be better. And less than 10 years ago. Yeah. Okay. No, this can't be as bad as your acting, man. Okay. I don't even know how to begin on this one. It starts with Batman attacking bad guys who seem to be moving cargo. Inner monologue from Batman, and I quote, <laughs> Striking terror, best part of the job. 
Once you scare the crap out of them, they scramble away like cockroaches. Gotham City's full of cockroaches. They scramble away. That's unless you step on them and step hard. I step hard. <laughs> Will you look at that? I step hard? I step hard. Oh, jeez. I might get that tattooed on my back, actually. <laughs> oh, no, let's go, uh, we'll go, um, like, calf. By the foot, you know? I step hard. <laughs> I step hard, yeah. You want to get matching tattoos, Robert? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Will you look at we that? We step hard. We step hard. Will you look at that? Bottles of bleach. These thieves will sell anything, and here I am with all this thermite. It'd be a damn shame to let it go to waste. They're shooting scared. They're shooting stupid. Killing their own. Life is good. I mean, I guess technically it makes his job easier. That's at the end of page two. Oh, good. We're only two. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Because comics move pretty quick. Yes. Seems like that should have been at least four. At, at this point, there is bleach spread everywhere, and Batman makes a bomb out of one of the bleach bottles. And that chloride, whatever the fuck he was talking about. And thermite. Thermite, yeah. And he hucks it at the thug, saying, and I quote, Let me take you to school, suckers, in chemistry. <laughs> One, why didn't Walter White say that in fucking... <laughs> oh, that would have been better, yeah. In Breaking Bad. That's as good as, um, I think it's like Batman Returns. He catches a guy's foot and flips him over. He's like, eat floor. It's high in fiber. <laughs> yeah. That's similar lines. All right. right. He lights them all on fire with this bomb. Like, all of them on fire. He then... He napalms a group of bad guys? He napalms bad guys. Okay. Alright. Going back to reading my notes verbatim. He Mm -hmm. lights them all on fire, and then with some of the worst slash best one-liners I've ever read in comics, proceeds to beat their burning bodies unconscious, keeping them from putting themselves out. It's a very fine line between worst and best lines. Because you get some of those cheesy-ass... Oh, best no. lines! Like I'm not going. I did not quote them, and I feel bad about it. But they are seriously like, are are really, really? You went there. You went with that one, and it's, that one. It's wow. so low. I'm impressed. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Black Canary shows up and watches for a moment. Comments in her own monologue that they're a bunch of bleeding, burning heaps, and that Batman doesn't spare one of them. Then goes on about how thunderstruck in love she is with him, the goddamn Batman. Then goes up, throws her tongue in his mouth after saying he's hot. We then get this inner monologue from the man in the black cow. Uh, one pause yes. beforehand. Could you find a worse way to describe making out than throw her tongue in his mouth? That's kind of what happens. I'm being accurate here. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, point two. Um, black Canary and the Green Arrow should be together. Uh, not in All Star. Uh, not, no. I mean, they've had their even in um, uh, Batman: The Brave and the Bold, which I watched with my son. Yeah, better than it sounds. Best portrayal of Aquaman I've seen yet. Really? Yeah, because he's very self-aware. He, <laughs> I mean, he's just this pompous douchebag that thinks he's the best thing that ever happened, <laughs> and he just so happens to like save the day several times. It's, okay. it's actually really well done. If you have not watched Batman: Brave and the Bold, watch it. Okay. Especially the last episode. Batmite's in it, so you know it's good. Batmite. Batmite. Okay. But, uh, yeah, they, they go there and that, and that's, I mean, not exactly sticking with the comics, even remotely close. Yeah. So, I know they've had their interactions, but to me, Batman should be w- with either 18 women as Bruce Wayne, trying to fit in, or, like, sticking with, like, Catwoman, or... Uh, Selena like Kyle. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, Black Canary, save for Green Arrow, he has enough trouble. Yeah. <laughs> but, Superman uh, rips his arm off eventually. Yes. Uh, well... 
in Dark Knight Returns. In Dark Knight Returns, which is not canon, but it's still one of the best comic books oh, ever yeah. written. I have notes on that too. Oh, good. We yeah. talked about it last episode. Yes. Yeah. Well, I will get to it. <laughs> okay. Um. So we get this monologue while she's kissing him. While she's throwing her, her while, while tongue, she's throwing into, her his tongue into his mouth. Now you say kissing. Uh, that's because you got grossed out. I it's was... a little disgusting. <laughs> it was. It's very disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Her tongue's a little bit sandy. Oh, God, you were right. It is disgusting. What? She's a smoker. Oh, God. Cigars. Cuban. I haven't kissed a smoker in weeks. Not since Selena. I've never seen Selena Kyle smoking a comic. Uh, she used to smoke the long cigarettes, like really? the, yeah. Oh yeah, back when she, okay, yeah. yeah. But that was long, Very long ago. Time ago, yeah. Uh, he then lays her down on the cement. I don't like where this is going, Robert. We keep our masks on. Oh God, it's better that way. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> really? This is the first nine pages, Danny. <laughs> Do you see that, Dick? No. But while he's laying her down and you see that little bit of monologue, right. you can see the people in the back still on fire. <laughs> They're still on fire and he's prone boning her. That might be the only Batman kill I'm okay with. <laughs> yeah, I murdered like nine people, but... There was more than nine. I got some. Then I'd give him a bat five and we'd walk away happy. Oh man! Actually, I'd walk away dead inside. He'd walk away also dead inside. <laughs> Holy shit, and that's All-Star Batman and Robin, huh? All-Star Batman. God, where does Robin come in? Oh, I see, I know a little bit more about this comic. Okay. But not because I read it this time. I, I had to stop at 9. I don't blame you. Um, It seemed... If I and he's not talking about issue 9, ladies and gentlemen. It's page it's 9. It's page 9 of issue 7. Who wrote this? Uh, Admittedly, this is uh, partway into Frank Miller's I'm the Goddamn Batman run. No. Oh. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. You're full of shit. No, I'm 100% serious. Frank Miller wrote that? Yes. Well, I'm going to go kill myself. <laughs> That's cool. Um, Holy shit, really, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you were asking about Robin. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. If memory is serving me, what happens... They keep the mask on? Oh, yes. Because it's better that I'm way. We're bat fist or bat cave. Boy, um, I wonder... But no, apparently he's kidnapped Dick Grayson after his parents have died and is just keeping him in a cave and forcing him to survive on his own. And he finds the guy that is responsible for his parents' death and forces him to choose what to do, either avenge him or become a detective. Which some of that got retconned with, when um, uh, Tim Sell and Jeff Loeb did um, Long Halloween. Yes, which is very good. Oh, fantastic. It's it's the thickest graphic novel I've ever sat down and read in one sitting. Yeah, you can't stop. Yeah, it's you want to see the next villain because it goes through his entire rogues gallery, which is one of the best rogues galleries in comic book history. I, I think it's one of the best ways that they've portrayed Two Face. Yeah, uh, made him a sympathetic sympathetic villain for the first time. Not only him, but his wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, well, Solomon Grundy. Yeah, he died had, on Monday. Well, he also has a very huge uh, part in Long Halloween. Yeah, but you get to see, like I said, you get to see everybody from yeah. his rogues gallery. But um, <clears throat> I don't remember who killed his parent, who killed Dick Grayson's parents in the original comic books. Probably a random gangster, kind of like Joe Chill. I, th- you know, killed his parents, right? Or killed Bruce Wayne's parents, rather. Right, right. Uh, but I mean, 
I guess if you look at Frank Miller's portrayal of Batman, it has always been a way darker portrayal. Yeah. But damn. Yes. But, okay, let's talk about uh, The Dark Knight Returns for just a second longer. Okay. Robin comes up in that story. Yes. And all he says is he was a good soldier. Yes. He did not look at him as the boy wonder, as a friend. He was a soldier. Yeah. So with, with The Dark Knight, Batman that we know from that run... It makes sense that he kidnapped Robin and in some sort, like, he thought he was doing the right thing. Because let's face it, Batman is crazy. I've seen a couple of different things with Batman where after after the death of Dick Grayson's family, he kidnaps him as a child, essentially, and, like, just starts showing him that he's batshit crazy, and but shows him that he is driven to a certain purpose with his craziness he has reasons legitimate reasons right to be and i'm saying this on purpose batshit insane yes um and i i mean i kind of like that aspect of the character i don't like it all the time i like my pure batman but if we're gonna go dark and gritty instead of him killing mentally handicapped people yeah i would for no reason yeah i would prefer him kidnapping kid for a reason okay this there's no good way to say it is there yeah there really isn't danny i prefer that in my Batman stories, okay. for some reason. Like, him kidnapping the first Robin. I mean, it's really hard to find a uh, willing kid for that, you know? <laughs> but then you get, like, the Hollywood Hollywood version. Like, think about, like, fucking Batman Forever. Right, where it's Two-Face that uh, kills his parents. Not only that, but you get Robin finding Bruce Wayne. No! Doing it on purpose. Zoom out. That's Star Wars. You're no, gonna, that's... Episode 3. <laughs> no, no. The Phantom Suckass or whatever. It, it... <laughs> Ridge of the Sith. <laughs> um, but no, that that's from that movie, too. Oh, I know. He he drops the bomb into the street and it rolls to the water. And then he looks back <laughs> down at his family and says, No! <laughs> Doesn't do a damn thing to save him, but he can yell. I might own that movie on DVD. Just saying. <laughs> uh, actually, well, you can buy all four of the Tim Burton era movies in one pack. It's the easiest way to get them. I didn't do it because I liked the movie. I did it for convenience. Also, when I was a kid, I really loved that movie. <laughs> I, I went as Robin. Chris O'Donnell Robin for Halloween. I didn't have a Batman. I've done a Batman. I've done that Batman. Oh, God. If we would have been friends, at least that would have made more sense. <laughs> it would have sucked because I would have been your sidekick. But at least I would have been a sidekick. I was just a Robin <laughs> wandering around. I was a Nightwing. You know, if I was Nightwing, it would have made sense. You know, doing research, Batman has had many sidekicks mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, I, hell, he's had many Robins. Yeah, well, I ha- I have them all listed. <laughs> all right. Uh, Before you start, who's your favorite Robin? I have to say Tim Drake. Really? Uh, Dick Grayson. The the OG is mine. Uh, don't get me wrong. I like Dick Grayson a lot. Uh-huh. Um, I like the fact that he, after a certain point, went... Our relationship isn't working. You're an abusive father figure in my life because Batman just straight up started beating him. Right. And well, in certain storylines, certain storylines, he just expected too much, like inhuman amounts. Right. He expected more from um, Tim Drake than uh, Dick Dick Grayson. Grayson. Sorry, Dick Grayson than he expected from himself. Right. And he thought that he could do anything. Right. So it was like, uh, I mean, still abuse, but not flat out him walking up and punching him in the head. Well, it's like the one time where. In this comic uh, strip has become famous uh, as a meme 
Uh, my parents are dead! Slap. What are you getting your parents for Christmas, Batman? Whack. My parents are dead! Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just hilarious, though. I mean, to be fair, that's a good time. Um. <laughs> and so, I, as a character, I like uh, Dick Grayson for that reason. The ability to go out and be like, okay, I'm going to carry this on in my own way. Yeah, I respect him because he, he became his own legitimate superhero. And in recent years, he is now, uh, in, he has his own comic just called Grayson. Oh, okay. Where I think that he's an agent. Oh, sure. Like okay. a government agent. Yeah, he'd be... Which kind of makes sense for him. Yeah, he'd be way more willing to go legit than Batman would be. Yeah. Batman will not not be a vigilante. Right. Now, I like Tim Drake because after the death of Jason Todd, which was the second Robin... The least favorite Robin of the, everybody. The one that the fans voted on... Joker killing. And then felt bad about it because the Joker <laughs> beat him to death with a crowbar. A beat him to where he couldn't escape a building blowing up. Right. <laughs> with a crowbar. Pretty fucking dark. Yes. Yeah, like, this is what I wanted? Really? Right. And DC's like, fucking look at it. Look at what you <laughs> did. Uh, we did this because of you. <laughs> we love you. Look at our gift. Uh, it's, it's like a cat when it brings a dead bird. Like, or a mouse. Just, right? 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 I did good, right? Oh, you broke my fucking heart. But at that point, Batman became really violent, and... Oh, yeah. yeah, Tim Drake had already figured out who Batman and Robin were. Okay. And saw that Batman was becoming more violent, and uh, took the cape of Robin, because in his eyes, Batman needed Robin, or else he was going to lose himself. And he was 100% right. Yeah. Like, especially then, he had to have a Robin. Oh, yeah, at that moment in time. He, uh, Batman allows one person close to him on a regular basis, and that is his dear butler, Alfred. Right. In some iterations, Lucius Fox is a little bit closer than in other ones. Um, you know, I did not know about Lucius Fox, because I normally read the one-offs on Batman, I did not know about Lucius Fox until the newer movies. So, in your mind, Lucius Fox is always Morgan Freeman? Yes! Okay, I knew about Lucius Fox before the new movies. In my mind, he's still always Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> like, with that voice? It has to be, right? Yes, Batman. That, not even close. Yeah. Thanks for trying. Batman. I tried. <laughs> I could still do Batman. <laughs> you didn't say it. That's because it wasn't what it was. Oh, and, yeah, Anquil. <clears throat> All right. Um, but yeah, Batman's had a great number of sidekicks and people that have fought alongside him over the years. Okay. All right, so the sidekicks throughout the years, we've had Kathy Kane and Betty Kane, who were Batwoman and Batgirl, and they... Do you count the Batgirls and Batwomens as uh, sidekicks? Kind of. Because that's all Bat family, you know? Well, okay, yes. But, like, they were really weak in the fact that they were pretty much there just to kind of fangirl over Batman and Robin. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, that was their entirety of their character. That's kind of weak, yeah. Um, There was Azriel Batman. Azriel was not a sidekick. He was the Batman for a while. Um, Jean-Paul Valley. Yeah, I actually like Azriel. Yeah? Yeah, I do. Uh, He has this misinterpretation of, like, a religious goal. Right. Uh, But, I mean, his storylines are usually decent when when Bane broke the bat. Right. Which was a huge storyline, and uh, he he took over. Yeah, he took over as Batman, and, and ended up getting fired for being too psychotic and violent. Yeah, talk about a Batman that would kill. <laughs> he was one of them. Now here's the thing: after after hearing all of the different things that I've told you tonight, 
do you think that they fired him unjustly? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Prisoner's like, oh god, you're killing people. And Azrael's like, well, I haven't hanged a mentally handicapped person yet. Yeah. Shut up and get out of my back cave. Alright? <laughs> um, yeah, during the Night Quest uh, storyline, which was really cool, because, yes, Bane broke the bat, but that's because he had his entire rogues gallery go after him in one night. So by the time he got to Bane himself, he was like a fourth of the Batman we're used to. Right. Because Batman on Bane, Batman always wins. Yes. Batman on Bane, I guess we all kind of win. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, there was Ace the Bat Hound. Yeah. And this came around the time that crypto. all superheroes had like their pet. Superman had crypto. Superboy had a monkey. Really? Yeah. Superboy had a monkey. Oh. See, you're surprised that uh, about Comet the Super Horse. I'm yeah. surprised about the monkey. Yeah. Was it Zamzar from the Wonder Twins? No, it wasn't Zamzar. Damn. Different monkey. Not all monkeys look alike, Danny. Wow. <laughs> Zamzar is blue. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, Kate Kane, who come, comes back in more recent years, she's the red-headed Batwoman that we that started showing up in the 2000s. That doesn't sound too perverted, but isn't she... The, she's the first one that uh, they released kind of as like a gay character, right? She's lesbian? I think she's lesbian, yeah. Yeah, because they did that, and then they made original... Or, or they made Earth 2 version Green Lantern gay. Right, and she does not consider herself part of the Bat family. Really? Okay. Yeah, she she took on the Batwoman symbol just because she liked what Batman represented. Okay. And so she took the symbol for herself. Hmm. Now, that's not, not cool. That's not saying that she won't somehow be integrated into it. Oh, well, I mean, she has been at some point. Like, death of the family instead of death in the family. She does have a part in it. A small part, yes. Not much. But, I mean, he contacts them all the same way, so I'd I, say in Batman eyes, she's still kind of maybe. Bat family. Uh, Death of the Family was very, very well written. Oh, I liked it a lot. Uh, Scott Snyder. Yeah. He did that and Court of Owls. Court of Owls, also fantastic. Yep. Um, we've, we've already discussed about Dick Grayson. Yeah. Uh, Jason Todd, who was the second Robin and is now the Red Hood. The Red Hood. Um, under the Red Hood. No, what about it? You like it? Uh... Yes and no. I thought it was an interesting way to bring back uh, bring back Jason Todd, especially with the symbolism of the Red Hood, which was... The Joker's original get-up. Yeah. In certain storylines. In certain storylines. I still personally don't like my Joker with a set backstory, because one of the, my favorite Joker is quotes... Is he likes it to be multiple choice. Yeah, I, I take a little bit of A, I take a little bit of B, I take a little bit of C. Robert takes a ton of D. What? And that way my pass <laughs> is multiple choice. <laughs> It's in the comic book. I didn't write that part. Um, there was Stephanie Brown, uh, who was Robin and then Batgirl. She was the first official uh, female Robin. Right, before Helena, and uh, there's actually another one, too, I think. Well, there's the one from uh, Dark Knight Returns. Return, that's Helena, yeah. isn't it? it? No, Helena's Earth, too. I'm sorry. Uh, proceed. Okay. Um, but yeah, she she was originally a, a superheroine named Spoiler. She borrowed the name Robin when Tim... She realized Spoiler was a really dumb name. Well, she she borrowed the name... She'd just run into like a bank robbery and be like, Hey, it's the sixth sense. Bruce Willis is dead! And then run back out. And the criminals would be so pissed off that they'd she, stop. She runs in, Snape kills Dumbledore, runs back out. God damn it! I was halfway through that book! Fucking bitch! <laughs> they quit crime and become a uh, professional blogger. I'm getting tired of them ruining Game of Thrones for me. 
What do you mean Ned died? I'm almost done with season one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I miss Ned. <laughs> we myself sad again, huh? <laughs> Hell, I'm two. I'm two seasons behind on Game of Thrones, so I guess it can happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, she borrowed the name uh, Robin from Tim Drake, who was her boyfriend at the time, because uh, he actually quit Robining for a little bit. Robining. <laughs> You can't make anything a verb. I can. Yeah. <laughs> Kudos. Yeah, thank you. You made me proud again, Robert. <laughs> um, but she she borrowed that name and started fighting alongside Batman for a little bit and then was fired for not following orders. Oh, yeah. Batman's big into that. Yeah. yeah. You don't follow my orders to the T. You're fucking out of here. He's a one-man Bat military. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. So, um, so she got fired and she became Batgirl, but only very, very, very briefly. Because right around that time is when they rebooted the universe again. Uh, New 52, or is this... I don't know if that was New 52, or... They've rebooted that universe so many goddamn times. They're about to again. Yeah. Cheers, my friend. Um, But at that point, she became spoiler again. Yeah, that's a mistake. Um, Then there was uh, Cassandra Cain, Batgirl, and uh, Black Cat. She's fascinating because... Black Cat? Yeah. That's not right. No, I'm serious. That was really, yeah. They, which I'm sorry, stole the name directly from Spider-Man. Right? Was it Felicia Day? No, it's Cassandra Kane. Mm, I already said that, Danny. Keep not up. cool. Yeah, I'm aware. Did she show off massive cleavage as well? No, she wore a bodysuit. Fuck her. All right. No, I, I didn't know they had their own black cat, honestly. Yeah, uh, Cassandra Kane was a fascinating character, specifically because she was so different from everybody else in the Bat family. She was the daughter of assassins and was deliberately held from speech and human contact so that she uh, she could become better at reading body language. language. So she was Damian Wayne. Kind of. She ended up becoming a functionally mute and socially inept super killer. Oh. Yeah. As you do. Bruce Wayne adopts her after she saves Commissioner Gordon's life and comes to rely on her a lot at before she leaves to Hong Kong to become their version of Batman. And then you pretty much stop hearing about her for a while. Like, she shows up here and there. Like, she... Uh, I think she's in the uh, Batman Incorporated storyline. Yeah. Because it's all the Batman around the world. Right. Um, there's obviously Barbara Gordon. Mm. Batgirl slash Oracle. The Oracle, yeah. Uh, Which I really like her character a lot. Became paralyzed in your favorite storyline. my favorite storyline. Which kind of makes it somewhat canon. Which literally makes no sense. Yeah, because at the end of that, Joker dies. Right. Like, but, one of the writers of Batman has come out and said that... Yeah, it's Grant Morrison. Was it Morrison? I had it written down. Pretty sure. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, you feel that dead space with your weird sound effects? Yeah, you're right. It is Grant Morrison. Did you second guess me? I know my bad shit. Well, I was just making sure... I don't always need to do research. Sometimes I just know things, right? I had it written down. He, uh, he uh, discussed it on an episode of... Fat Man on Batman with Kevin Smith. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That, that's actually where they discussed it. and uh, He actually said, quote, No one gets the end of the killing joke because Batman kills the Joker. That's why it's called the killing joke. The Joker tells the killing joke at the end, and Batman reaches out and breaks his neck. And that's why the laughter stops and the light goes out. It is. Okay. Like, you know my stance on Batman killing. Yes. But at that one point, he gets the Joker's sick joke. And he actually kind of laughs at it, smirks well, a little bit. Okay. He gets it. He gets that 
Because uh, to the Joker, life is a joke, death is the punchline. At that point, Batman gets the punchline. Yes. Um, I actually have a huge bit written on <laughs> on the killing joke. Oh, great. Um, if you want to get into it. If... Welcome to the super long edition of Venom now. And you wonder why we need to do a two-parter on Spider-Man. To be fair, Civil War was our longest episode, still our most listened to episode, so yeah. we might be okay here. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I'm going to finish up on the sidekicks real quick, because... He's I, had a lot of them? Yeah, he has. Um, after a, after Barbara Gordon, I have Dick Grayson. Yeah. Uh, which, like I said, we've gone into in length. Nightwing now. Yeah, Nightwing... Well, Grayson now. Agent Grayson. Oh, he's, he dropped the Nightwing moniker completely? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Um, I knew that. You said that was the name of his uh, book, but yeah. I didn't know he... Oh, okay. Cool. Uh... Carrie Kelly, who was Robin... That's Dark Knight Returns. ...from Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. She becomes She becomes Catwoman in Dark Knight Strikes Back. Yes. Um, and she's now actually been brought into the continuity, the main continuity of DCU as Damon Wayne, one of Damon Wayne's friends. Really? Yeah. In Earth 2, um, Robin is um, Helena, and it is his and Catwoman's daughter. Really? Yeah, they both die. That's why she stops being Robin. She comes to Earth 1 as, God, like Power Girl or something like that? Interesting. Or Huntress. Huntress. Okay, okay. Yeah, Huntress. Um, Earth's Mightiest in the New 52 was actually pretty entertaining. Speaking of Damian Wayne, uh, he is the fourth male Robin. Is he only four? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Because there's Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake... And then Damian Wayne, okay. who is the son of Bruce Wayne, Batman, Talia Al Ghul. And Talia Al Ghul. Yeah. Um, have you ever read the story where he's born? I have actually, because um, I, I, my brother was really into that storyline where he actually became Robin until he flat out starts murdering people. Um, no, I'm. There was a story long before Damian Wayne actually became Robin, where you actually see that Talia gave. Oh, they kind of recap. Oh, do they? Yeah. Yeah, I was talking about the original story because Batman ends up joining the League of Assassins. Yeah. And him and Talia get married and she gets pregnant. Yeah, Liam Neeson is there. They (laughs) trip on a blue flower. It's a good time. Um, uh, Ra's al Ghul sends him on a mission. I said Liam Neeson, Robert. You're not listening. I'm aware. I'm ignoring you. (laughs) Most people do. Yeah. You should be used to it by now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they go on a mission. And when they come back, she tells him that she has miscarried. And for that she can't handle being around him and he just needs to go back to Gotham. Right. She's actually had Damien at this point and is training him to be an assassin. To be fair, he becomes a very good assassin. Yes, he does. <laughs> he's he's the DC equivalent of Hit Girl from Kick-Ass. Yeah. When Batman supposedly dies, when he gets hit by a boom tube from, I'm wanting to say Dark, Dark Side. Side. Yeah. Parademons come from boob tu- boom tubes. <laughs> I said boob tubes. Yeah. Uh, boom tubes. You can edit that part out. It'll be fine. I could. You're not going to. Fantastic. <laughs> Last uh, time I do you a favor on uh, Hold My Beer. <laughs> remember that. Well, remember, you have to give me pauses in order for me to edit. I give nobody pauses, Robert. And that's why I don't edit you that you much. Know what? No, I want you to leave it in. <laughs> okay. Oh, I thought that might change your mind. <laughs> like our wabbit season, duck season kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> See now it's funny. Now it has to stay in. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, boom, boom tube. Uh, but when Batman was supposedly dead, there was the storyline called Battle for the Cowl. Okay. 
uh, where originally no they wanted nobody to take over the uh, name of Batman. That that was Bruce Wayne's wish. Nobody take over the name of Batman. And Gotham City went to complete shit, and they realized somebody has to be Batman. And at that point, it became a three-way battle between uh, Jason Todd, who already had a bat costume, like, just ready. Right. Tim Drake, who wore Bruce's costume even though it was too big, ends up getting crucified and gutted by Jason Todd. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Like, straight up crucified by him. That could, that should probably disqualify you from being a Batman? Um, at that point... You have to hang him from a bat plane, Robert. I've learned that now. <laughs> at that point, Dick Grayson shows up and beats the shit out of Jason Todd... Okay. And he's wearing the Batman suit at that point. And he becomes Batman for a little bit. Yeah. And he's like, I need a Robin. Finds out about Damian, Damian Wayne and makes him his Robin. Because in his eyes, it was only poetic. Him take the man's man who adopted him as his essential father figure. Yeah, to him, it became less about him being the, you know, the Batman and Damian being the Robin. It was training... Damien to be the next Batman, because that was his throne. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was fairly well done. Yeah. I remember bits and pieces. I don't remember the crucifixion and gutting. And when Bruce Wayne came back, he stayed on as Robin for quite a bit, until he ended up finally becoming the hero that he was trying to be and dying. Yeah. I mean, he's back now with superpowers, because comics. Is he really? Yeah. What superpowers? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't want to know. Honestly. Really? Yeah. That would have been a fairly poetic death. Like, sometimes comic at, at books to let it die. At least if I read correctly, he is back with superpowers. I knew they were bringing him back. I didn't know he had superpowers. Yeah. Um. I have already mentioned Carrie Kelly. Um. Yes. And then, probably Batman's closest sidekick, Alfred Pennyworth. Which, if you don't love Alfred, then fuck your face. I mean, I, there hasn't really been a bad iteration of him. No, he beat the shit out of Superman. Yeah, well, I think about in like more recent comics, he's full-blown military. Like, he was a badass. Turns out, still kind of a badass. Yeah. He's just a retired one. Um, but he, think of the worst Batman movie, which we all know, it's Batman and Robin. Yeah. The Alfred, still, Wax lips. still old and adorable. Yeah. And still helpful. Like, in the worst Batman movie, there's still a good Alfred. Yeah. You know? There's no bad way to do him. I mean, I'm sure there is. Please don't. I haven't watched the <laughs> XXX parody of Batman, <laughs> where I'm assuming Alfred fucks Batman. I, I, I used to listen to your cries as a baby, Wayne. Now I'm going to suck your dick. <laughs> I, I was the going parody. with Michael Caine. Oh, that's fine. Did you know that if you say Michael Caine in Michael Caine's voice, you're still just saying his name? That's fantastic, Robert. I'm glad you do all this crack research to make this podcast as solid as possible, my friend. You fucker. Michael Caine. Holy shit, you're right, though. Right? I need to I need to try it before I mock it, you know? I've learned so much today. Batman's a ruthless jerk-off. Michael Caine's just saying my cocaine. And sometimes you actually have a point. Yeah. Once. <laughs> when it's completely pointless and arbitrary. Yeah. Hey, sometimes I gotta shine. Right? <laughs> um, going into our uh, Killing Joke discussion, do you know who wrote that? Oh, God, I do. Sorry. Dude. Just tell me, because I Alan am... Moore. 
Was that more? Yeah, the guy that wrote. Oh shit, we were talking about. Yes, I already know that. I'm the one that said it at the beginning because he was on Fat Man on Batman. You said that. I'm so (laughs) so sleep deprived, Robert. (laughs) I already gave the answer. I'm like, nah, hold on, let me think. I wondered, because I saw you drift, and that's why I asked the question. There's this really nice wall over there I was looking at. <laughs> um, but yeah, going into what we were talking about earlier, according to the comic book writer and author of numerous Batman titles, uh, Grant Morrison, in an interview with Kevin Smith, said, and I quote, No one gets the end because Batman kills the Joker. That's why it's called the killing joke. The Joker tells the killing joke at the end, and Batman reaches out and breaks his neck, and that's why the laughter stops and lights go out, because that was the last chance at crossing that bridge, and Alan Moore wrote the ultimate Batman-Joker story. He finished it. I wouldn't say it's the ultimate. I still, and I, this should not surprise you, I fall back, fall back to The Dark Knight Returns, which is my favorite Joker story. The dude is comatose. Refuses to wake up because there's no Batman. He has no reason to function. He has no reason to live. Fuck life, there's no Batman. Right. Batman returns, boom, out of coma. What's interesting for me is how many of Batman's villains become vigilantes if the Batman disappears. Yeah. I I mean, it it, it brings up the real point that Batman is Gotham's worst problem. Yes. And and Uh, the Riddler has become a vigilante on multiple occasions. Yeah, but the Riddler's an idiot. I mean... The Joker, when he thought that he killed Batman with a bomb, when he actually he just knocked him out and threw him in a freezing river. Well, duh. Which Robert. should have killed him. You don't even have to say it. Everybody's going to guess that. Yeah. Um, he, <laughs> he started fighting crime. The Joker started fighting crime. Uh, if you could write down those issues, I would read that. Uh, give give me some, give me a chance to do some more research and find him again. And yeah, that's fantastic. Really, yeah, I'd love to see like a because you know he'd be the worst hero ever. Um, because he'd be failing on purpose. Because deep down he just wants chaos. You know, no, no, that's the thing. He only wanted chaos because of Batman. They were the opposite sides of the no, coin. No, Without no, no, one, no. Someone has to fill that void. Uh, have you ever read Arkham Asylum? Yes. Okay, the Joker's greatest ploy. So he's not really crazy. Right? Right. So deep down, like, he's doing that shit because he wants to. So if Batman's gone, he's doing, he's being a hero for probably attention, maybe? Uh, to get a few more laughs. And at the, ultimately, to just be a jerk off again. Like, he's not going to do anything for pure good. He never would. Never mistake anything the Joker ever does as pure good. It's, okay, the... Joker's and Batman's relationship is always weird for me. There was a storyline, and I forget where it was, but okay. or exactly what led up to it, but it ended with Joker being in the hospital and having been in the hospital for a while and growing this green beard. Actually, a uh, Kevin Smith book, Cacophony. Uh, That's it! Yeah. And Batman's visiting him yeah. in the hospital, and they have this actual beautiful moment Yeah, where they're just sitting there talking to each other not as batman not as joker but as people they still kind of hate each other they, they, and love each other in a weird way yeah <laughs> like i kevin smith does really well with his comics like you can tell that the man loves his comics yeah, he and treats lo- them with with the gentlest of gloves yeah he he gets a lot of blowback because he made batman piss himself once I don't know if you've heard about that. I, I did, and but I heard his explanation for it. was kind it. of funny, and the one thing that kind of got me in Cacophony, the same book. Yeah. The Joker takes down his pants and, like, begs somebody to rape him. A little weird. Yeah. I like Kevin Smith movies. I like Batman comics. 
There's a line there somewhere. I'm not for sure if he crossed it or not, because I still read the book and loved it. Yeah. And if, I guess if any, if any villain's going to do that, it would be the Joker. Yeah. But going back to the killing joke, throughout, uh, for those of you that don't know the story, throughout the entire comic, it starts with Batman in Arkham trying to talk to the Joker and basically saying, please, we have to stop this. It's going to end with one of us killing each other. We're running out of alternatives. And before realizing that he's not actually talking to the Joker, he's talking to an imposter and the Joker has escaped. Joker in a Hawaiian suit. Well, yeah, Hawaiian tourist shirt, hat, camera, camera, and khaki shorts. And sandals with socks. <laughs> the biggest villain thing you can do. Well, the tackiest thing ever, that's for sure. <laughs> um, he <laughs> knocks on Commissioner Gordon's uh, door. door yeah. Barbara Gordon answers. Uh, well, the the younger Barbara. Isn't his wife and daughter named after each other? Yes. Barbara? The, uh, the, the bat, daughter answers. Bat girl Barbara. Well... For then. For then. Answers the door. Gets shot. It enters her abdomen, hits her in the spine, paralyzes her. Yeah, like ricochets off her pelvis and hits her spine. Yeah. It's very dark. Then... Very graphically drawn. Like. Oh, do you know there's actually a, del- a deleted scene from the comic? What's that? Um, They imply it in the comic. Oh, the rape. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they imply that it happened in the comic, but in the deleted scene, they actually straight up show. I'm kind of glad they took it out because yeah, Joker is not really a sexual being. The thing is, at that point, like she says, when when Batman visits her in the hospital, he's going further than he's ever gone before, ever. Knocking on doors and shooting members of the Bat family, that is further though. Usually, he's more methodical. He's going. Well, this is straight. Straight ahead approach. You the, know? the thing is, he did not know who she was. Yeah, you can't be sure. No, he did not know who she was. I don't know, he was doing it to break Gordon. Like that's exactly what he's saying. That's fine. Well, I throughout mean, the entire thing, it's I need to break Gordon because I need to prove to Gotham that all anybody needs to become insane is one bad day. Right, but to be fair, if I knock on your door and I shoot the first person that answers the door, you're gonna know who I shot. You're breaking them down. Right, so, so he wasn't shooting, in his mind, he wasn't shooting Batgirl. Right, he, oh yeah, 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 I'm saying he knew he was, he was his, or she was his daughter. Yeah. Yeah, not Batgirl. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. So, what he does to Gordon is he strips him down naked, drugs him, and sends him through this roller coaster with deformed baby men. Yeah. Um, where they're singing this crazy song. In my mind, I, I assumed him, they were animatronics, but... And, and forcing him to look at pictures, and this is where... Of it the is, attack, yeah. Uh, of the attack, and it, like, it was obvious to me before ever seeing the deleted scene that he's raping Barbara. I'd still like to think that he didn't. Well, here's the thing. When he shot her, she was fully dressed. Fully. Yeah. And you can see in the pictures that she is naked. Yeah. When he kidnapped Gordon, he was completely dressed. Next time we see him, he's naked. Did he rape him too? Honestly, I would be okay with the storyline if he raped both of them. <laughs> he would never do it for pleasure, honestly. Like, he might do it to prove a point. In that case, he'd probably rape both. Well, the whole thing is he's trying to break Gordon. Hmm? Gordon, who could not protect his daughter. The person that meant the most to him. Because at this point in the story, his wife has left him. Right. 
His daughter is the only person that is still in his life, and he couldn't protect her. Besides Batman, technically. But Batman can always protect himself. Right. Can't always protect the people around him. Kind of like what we talked about last episode, where the one person Superman could not protect was Paul Kent when he was having a heart attack. Yeah. You can't stop that. Um, it's, uh, and, I mean, I know we've argued about the story before. I love the story. Oh, yeah. I do. I just don't like anybody being able to break my Batman. Because that's post-90s. That's, po- that's not no, All-Star. No, it's not. That's 88. Killing Joke is? Yes. Okay, well, it's fairly current Batman. Well, that's, maybe, that, maybe that's the point. That's the same year as KG wow. Beast. Completely different approaches. Yeah. One's good. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, Remember when the Joker had a machine gun hand? And he was a <laughs> Russian communist? Um, But the Batman eventually finds out what's going on, frees Gordon. Gordon says, you have to take him down by the book. Batman catches up with Joker, there, a fight ensues, and then Batman stops. And he, once again... in in the same way that he did in the very beginning of the book, starts pleading with Joker. Yeah. Please, you have to stop this madness. Because we keep doing this fight, and eventually one of us is going to kill the other. We're running out of alternatives. And to which Joker replies with, and I quote, I'm going to try to do a voice here. Okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing the Batman voice. Even though it's the Joker. It's no. Fine. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> it makes it seem wrong, doesn't it? Yeah. No, I'm sorry, but no. It's too late for that. Far too late. <laughs> you know, it's funny, this situation. It reminds me of a joke. See, there were these two guys in a lunatic asylum. And one night they decide they don't like living in an asylum anymore. They decide they're going to escape. So, like, they get on top of the roof, and there, just across the narrow gap... They see the rooftops of the town stretching away in the moonlight, stretching away to freedom. Now, the first guy, he jumps right across with no problem. But his friend, his friend daren't make the leap. You see, you see, he's afraid of falling. So the first guy has an idea. He says, hey, I have a flashlight with me. I'll shine it across the gap between the buildings. You can walk along the beam and join me. But, but the second guy, he just shakes his head. He s- says, he says... What do you think I am? Crazy? You turn it off when I was halfway across. Uh, okay, joke. This is the joke. This joke is the killing joke. The jo- the one that lets Batman know that there is no alternatives left. It's going to end with Batman killing Joker. Yeah. He's given him no other options. He's yeah. only going to up the stakes until it gets to that point. And this joke is... Joker saying exactly that. This story is Joker winning. Yeah. The Joker wins the killing joke. Yes. I mean, like, last time you brought up, I compared it to The Dark Knight Returns. I'll do the same now. Well, he, he pretty much wins in the same fashion. They Their final fight is in the Tunnel of Love. Yeah. Very symbolic. Yeah. To which point, he snaps his own neck. Just so Batman won't get framed for killing somebody. Because that storyline, Batman will not kill, period. He uses a gun, but it has a grappling hook in it. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so Joker has to kill himself to make it look like Batman killed. This is the alternative. Yeah. This is Batman doing it himself. Yeah. Batman doing what he's now been told he has to do. He's been made very clear. He has no choices. Right. Joker's only going to keep upping the ante until it happens. And throughout the story, you see... What is supposedly 
Joker's backstory where he had a wife who was pregnant and he was pressured by the mob to do this job. Jack Napier. I forget if that was his actual name. Yeah. Um, no, it was. I'm telling you. Oh. Um, he dons the red hood for the mobsters after his I had wife. a friend that named his dog that because he loved the Joker. That's <laughs> the only reason I know, to be okay. honest with you. <laughs> um, but his wife died in an electrical accident. And then the mobsters kept pressuring him and gave him the red hood, which they've used in several different... Oh, yeah, they even brought it into the New 52. Yeah. yeah. And the, through the events that happened that night, I don't remember if Batman kicked him into the vat or Joker jumped into the vat trying to escape Batman. No, he fell. But he ended up in this vat of chemicals, which through searing pain, and it, it scarred Extreme him. Extreme uh, deformation. It deformed him. Um, and with all of that and everything that had happened in his own life, it drove him nuts. Right. And he became, at that moment, the Joker. And that scene where he's sitting there pulling his green hair out of his yellowed eyes and he's just laughing insanely is probably the most iconic Joker picture that has ever been drawn. I don't know, man. There's actually been a lot. You think of him holding the Hawaii or wearing the Hawaiian shirt and with the hat and glasses, or not glasses, camera. That's iconic. Him holding up the grinning fish. Weird, but iconic. I mean, the Joker... Yeah, but that he's one where such... he's just sitting there laughing and his eyes are yellow and bloodshot yeah. and he's just pulling that green hair back. It's hard to draw... It's hard to do the Joker in a non-memorable fashion. Yeah, that's very true. I think that's what makes him one of the greatest villains of all time. He is the only villain I know that would walk up, he'll give the person next to you a million dollars and then shoot you in the face and laugh and run away. Yeah. Because it's funny. Yep. Somehow. You know? I love the Joker. Well... Okay, Batman's uh, one of my top three heroes. Joker's one of my top two villains. Well, here's what makes that interesting. Have you actually read the comic, uh, The Watchmen? Yeah. Is the comedian not just the Joker if he would have become military? I didn't look at it that way. To me, uh, the look, comedian was... Look at their ideals. Yeah, no, well, let me finish. Okay, uh, my, my apologies. To me, the comedian was the all-American G.I. Joe type guy reacting realistically to the horrors that were Vietnam. Yes. And cracking when he saw them. The thing is, he was messed up before he went into Vietnam. Not he, as much. He had already said that life is just a joke. Like, that's when he really started losing it, was Vietnam, but, like, he had already No, that was raped. a flashback that he said life was already a joke. He had already raped Miss Juniper, or no. whatever her name was. No. Yeah. No, the Watchmen weren't formed until after Vietnam. You're right, but he was a hero before that with the group that came before. With with the dude with the news. No, that group formed after Vietnam, and then they broke up and then formed after no. what would have been World War II, correct? No, no, no. They formed, the first group that the comedian was originally in uh, formed at around the 40s, 50s. That would be World War Two. Um, yeah, Vietnam did come after. What the fuck am I talking about? Yeah. I got my dates completely backwards. Yeah. It wasn't until <laughs> after uh, Dr. Manhattan came onto the scene that they went to Vietnam together. Right. He okay. saw the horrors of war. They came back, watchmen, etc., etc. I, I don't know. I can see the parallels. I don't know how strong they are to me. 
I, I get I, where you're coming from, absolutely. But uh, the random randomness of the Joker doesn't really fit in with the comedian. He's just, and honestly, the comedian was kind of a worse guy. Yeah. I mean, got a woman pregnant in Vietnam and then killed her and her unborn baby. Yeah. Because she attacked him first by yelling at him. No, she, she cut. She him? cut his face. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she broke a bottle and sliced his face, giving him him a permanent scarred smile. On one side. On one side. Joker had it on both, though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I get where you're coming from, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, before we get into the now, which well, I swear... Or, oh, God, we're not even in the end yet. Before we, get <laughs> to, before we get to the end, let's talk a little bit about the movies. Okay. Because, I mean, the end, we can cover games, because I really want to talk about the Arkham games. Okay. So, do you, do you want to talk about the Tim Burton movies? Oh, fuck it, let's just go through them. Uh, we, I mean, we had a 1960s style Batman movie with Sharper okay. Pellet and Here's his duck. Think of all of those Batman killings that I discussed earlier Yeah. as Adam West. Uh, <laughs> can, do you I'd want like me to read a couple of the quotes gone. again? No, God no. He's <laughs> ruined my childhood. As long as you, at least you didn't say Kevin Conroy. Oh, yeah, no, you don't. (laughs) I am Justice, I am the Knight, let's keep our masks on while we fuck, while these people burn alive behind us. You don't besmirch the name of Kevin Conroy. Right. Not in this house, goddammit. Adam West is still fairly fantastic. You you just fucked him up for me. (laughs) Uh, That's because it's funny to think about him doing horrible, horrible shit. Very horrible stuff, yeah. (laughs) As the campiest Batman ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but if you read those one-liners from All-Star, it totally makes sense. Mm. <laughs> Adam West, if you, ne- if you ever hear this, contact us, because oh, we, we would make lo- this work. We would love to uh, just do a, 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 a radio play. Line readings of the worst <laughs> Batman shit ever said by Adam West. I would be so happy. I'd die a happy man. <laughs> The next time a man breaks into my house and wakes me up at 4.30 in the morning, happily just take me. Yeah. Of course, that might be lead back to rape. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But um, the, uh, the 60s movie is... What if he's dressed as the Joker? Well, then, what do I... I mean, I can't say no. Yeah. Like I said, lube up and be polite. I'm down. <laughs> uh, that's the one where he finds a bomb, right? And he's running across rooftops yeah. trying to get rid of it. And, and he goes to throw it in, and there's nuns. <laughs> and then he runs, and, and he goes through it in the water, and there's ducks. Yeah. <laughs> like, just fucking blow up the ducks. It's, 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 save Gotham City. Like, I'm sorry I destroyed three buildings in Gotham City and killed 30 people, but I saved the live. lives of, of ducks. About four ducks. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny is in, uh, not Batman and Robin, the, the first Robin movie. Uh, Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Yeah. That bomb looks like the bomb that was going to blow up. Very cartoonish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from then, I think it went straight to the... Um, what the fuck's his name? Tim Burton? Tim Burton Batman movie. Just flat out called Batman 1989. Yeah. Surprisingly, without Johnny Depp. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's why you couldn't think <laughs> of well, it. Well, Batman had scissors for hands. That's what made it weird. That's not what made I'd it weird. I'd watch that movie. I, I, I haven't watched it in a very, very long time. The Joker is still pretty memorable. That's Jack Nicholson Joker. Of course. Who um, was the best part of that movie. And still, they, like, you can tell that Tim Burton had never read a comic book. Oh, not at all. 
Nobody involved. Had. Yeah. Michael Keaton still might be my favorite Bruce Wayne. Honestly? Is that sad? Okay. Here's a question. Who's your least favorite Bruce Wayne? It's George Clooney. Okay. Who's your least favorite Bruce Wayne? I, I agree with you. It's, Who's it's... your least favorite Batman? Because mine's kind of Christian Bale. <laughs> Is that sad? My least favorite. But I I guess that... No, that's still, still Clooney. Yeah, I guess Clooney uh, Clo- has Clo- to take Clooney it. Takes a better, does a better Bruce Wayne than... He does Batman. Honestly, I think Christian Bell was a good Batman, but with the voice and the shitty editing and the fights, yeah, it's all close-ups so you can't see what's happening. That's what kind of tears it for me, but I mean, he was intimidating. He got the job done. And the movies are... Ra- that Swear were- to me! <laughs> the movies that were going on around him were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that one I can't remember. That's still a lot of people's favorite Joker is from the 89 movie. Yeah. Which is a little weird. Like I, I mean, well, I, I'm I entertained by the Caesar Romero Joker, honestly. The the pencil mustache. Yeah, like it's still. <laughs> I mean, he had the laugh down. Okay, there was a, this interesting picture that went around a couple years ago that showed the different Jokers throughout the years, and it's like the different Jokers that are represented are based off of the diff, the most popular drugs of that time. Really? Yeah. Uh, God, what was um? What was the Dark Knight Joker? Heath Ledger. Heroin. What was he? Heroin. Heroin. He was skinny. Well, they've all been skinny except for Jack Nichols. Um, but the original Joker was LSD. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Jack Nicholson Joker was cocaine. Yeah, I can see that. You have to do a decent amount of cocaine to enjoy Prince that much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, do the bat dance. Bat dance. Oh, wait, that's... <laughs> that's not the same song. That's the hustle. <laughs> it's the same thing. Close right? enough, right? <laughs> Um, wait, that's the hustle. Yeah, can that be our the first... hustle? Dun, dun, dun. No, 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 no. Can that be our first T-shirt though? Oh, do the bat dance. No, oh, no, no, that's no. The hustle. There's... No, that's the hustle across <laughs> our chest. I'd wear that T-shirt, Robert. <laughs> I don't have a lot of standards. We're both wearing uh, Batman T-shirts. Yes, though. yes, we are. We preparation theme appropriate. Yours is a bat signal made out of a bunch of tiny bat signals. Yeah, mine is the uh, Batman holding a sign that says Batmobile lost its will. Oh, Jason Todd reference. Yeah, that's my favorite comic book. Is where uh, the Batmobile lost its will and, and the Joker got, got away. away. Yeah, it's really weird because in that story, Robin lays an egg. Yeah, and Batman smells. Uh, but by uh, Robin lays lays an egg, it means that at that time there is no Robin, and so they pick the worst person imaginable to be Robin, a literal stinky egg, Jason Todd. Which came first, though, the Robin or the egg? That's a good question. <laughs> I have to say Robin because there was a Dick Grayson before there was a Jason Todd. Email us and let us know which came first, the Robin or the egg. <laughs> then now podcast at yahoo.com. Just get him in there while you can. Yeah. Uh, just, hey, promotion, promotion, promotion. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we have a new way. Yeah. We'll talk about it at the end. Yeah. Very exciting. Uh, of our longest episode to date. Should we move into the end? I, I say we should probably. Oh, we covered two movies. That's enough. For, no, we covered, yeah, yeah, 1960s Batman. 1989 Batman. All right, so, once again, least favorite movie? Uh, My least favorite movie is, it's quite easily Batman and Robin. Big shock, I know, but... Yeah, that one, even though it had a lot of good actors, not good. Yeah, I mean, it has its charm. Yeah. All the bad lines. Chill, bird boy. Ice to meet you. (laughs) Let's all chill. Uh, yeah, when he's still... making his henchmen sing, uh, I'm Mr. Snow Miser, I'm Mr. Cold. It's a scene. <laughs> I know that much. Uh, louder! Louder! Yeah, I'm assuming that's the same for you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which I know you're not as keen on the Dark Knight as most people. Like, you don't really like the Heath Ledger's Joker. I, okay, I, in my opinion, there has not been a good representation of Joker cinematically to date. Um, With the exception of animated Joker in Batman the Animated Series, Mark Hamill. Yeah. No, he's fantastic, too. His voice acting was better than his actions, though. He's... Very cartoon, you know? Yeah, but he... Like, look at how the Joker got started, and that makes sense. I mean, the first time that Batman and Joker have a fight, it's on a biplane. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, I, I like the cartoonish Joker. I'm just saying. Um, I I really like Heath Leather's Joker. Heath Leather? <laughs> Heath Ledger's Joker as well, personally. See, I didn't feel that he was the actual Joker, though. Like, eh, he was a Joker, that's all I care about. I don't feel like Christian Bell's the Batman. He's a Batman that I like to watch, though. Does that make sense? Uh, for me, Heath Ledger was not as entertaining as that character should be. The Joker should be entertaining. Oh, I was very entertained by that Joker. Very much so. Even from the playing, like, the pencil trick. It seems something... Ta-da! That seems like the Joker, something the Joker would do. And laugh at it, even though everybody else is like, why did that happen? You know? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give Heath Ledger this. He had a very good Joker laugh in the one scene they ever showed it. Okay, what about the very end? When he's hanging upside down? Because that was a very Jokerish moment. He was talking about how, like, no, this is how we'll always be. You'll always be there to catch me. This is just gravity. That's all this is. Like, that was a very Joker-esque speech. Okay, I'll give you that. Ah, I win one! He, he had two moments. His laugh and that. To where, you, yeah, where that's he it, was, really? Yeah, I did not enjoy Heath Ledger as the Joker. I enjoyed much more the I guy have... whose name I cannot remember as Two-Face. Harvey Dent. No, I'm not talking about Harvey Dent, I'm talking about the actor. Yeah, every time I see him in something, no, I call him Two-Face. Yeah. Er- Eric Dickinson? I. You're asking the wrong guy. I wasn't asking, I was guessing a name. But, uh, I don't know, I've literally seen comic books where he burns giant piles of money like that. And the fact that they took the time for him to jump off the pile and slide down it, that's something the Joker would do. He's not classic comic book Joker. He's not. I I understand that. And they've not done that yet. They've not been able to portray that. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. But to me, I I, I love his portrayal. You know, I hope that Jared Leto in these new ones is able to portray that better. Now, do I like his look? Not one goddamn bit. No, but my brother didn't... He sent me a text. It, It was a picture of... All of his costumes in the movie it matched up with where they came from in comic books. Like they do Alex Ross Joker in the black suit with the black hat and everything. Right. They do he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt at one point. Yes. Like so I mean, there's some hope there. I, I know the people that wrote his lines know the source material. But from everything I've heard, that guy's kind of a dick. I mean he got into character, like real life. Like he sent his co actors dead rats in the mail. Really? Yeah, like he just seems like a bastard. Poor Margot Robbie. Robin. Right? She doesn't deserve that. But fuck her! Will Smith! Yeah, poor Will Smith. He sent the fresh he, pin, prince He's American a dead rat. He's American America's... Sweetheart? Sweetheart. Oh, I'll go there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like like David Hasselhoff is Germany's yeah, American so, sweetheart. For whatever reason. <laughs> Nobody knows. I don't think Germany knows why. But, but uh, yeah... If you fuck with Will Smith, you fuck with America. America. Yeah. Welcome to Earth. So as well, as far as I'm concerned, Public Enemy number one, which I think is a Will Smith movie, (laughs) (laughs) is Jared Leto. (laughs) 
I just accidentally made it funny. Yeah. Uh, so we should probably, for the sake of our listeners, move on to the end. Yeah. To the end! To the end! We want to talk about, man. Well, you wanted to talk about the Arkham games. Well, we can talk about Batman games in general. Is there something else you wanted to cover before we get going on that? The first Batman video game that I played was the Sega Genesis Batman Returns game. Okay. That was a side-scrolling beat-em-up platformer. Sure. Sounds part for the course for Batman games back then. It was interesting. Really? For for it being a Sega game and them not really knowing what to do with Batman at the time. Nobody did back then. Yeah. Uh, the first one I played was Return of the Joker for the original Game Boy. Shit ton of fun that game was. Was it? I, I love I that game. Played. Uh, yeah, it's all, it's four levels. At the very end you fight the Joker and you, you die because it's fucking impossible. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it had the batarangs. It had different uh, tools you could use, you know? Right. You could grapple across the levels kind of like Spider-Man. Uh, and it had, I mean, it was entertaining enough. I really liked it as a kid. I haven't went back and played it lately, obviously. Right. But, uh, it was good. I, I did play the original Nintendo game as well, which wasn't that bad. I don't know anything about it, so. It was more like a side-scrolling shooter, with, but instead of bullets, you had batarangs. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, so kind of like Contra with batarangs? Not nearly, he doesn't have enough batarangs to be like Contra. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, beyond that, I'm okay to move on to Arkham. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Arkham Asylum came out in, what, like, 08? Which, I, I don't know the years, but I loved Arkham Asylum. We'll, we'll guess 08, but yeah, fucking fantastic, right? You had Kevin Conroy as Batman, you had yep. Mark Hamill as the Joker. Yes, uh, and the way that that game is set up, it forces you to have a bit of claustrophobia. A little bit. Because you're going down, it's a very linear game for it being, you know, you can go anywhere, in the by the end, it's very linear, and you're stuck in these tiny hallways fighting massive amounts of people, and it forces a certain amount of claustrophobia on the player. Well, th- think about it. The most open area, kind of, is the underneath. Uh, the, it turns out there's a bat cave underneath, and it looks the most open. It looks the widest. It, it looks wider than the courtyards, and the courtyards are the most open part of the game. Right. So yeah, yeah, it's, it definitely. And, and so because of that, you feel a certain amount of anxiety as you're playing the game. And it really puts you into the shoes of Batman because of that. Which, you know, I've only played the first and second of the Arkham games. Oh, really? Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. Okay. And Arkham City did not have that, um, in, in my opinion. So Ar- Arkham Asylum is your favorite yes. that you played. My favorite is Arkham City. It focused more on the combat. It focused more on you being Batman, not the environment. And if I play a Batman game... I. I want to be the Batman. Well, yes. But, uh, I mean, you had... All of them have a shit ton of his villains in them. Yes. You had the Joker in in a... I would say a better role. Not as impactful. Um, I don't know. In Asylum, he had an amazing role until the very last fight. Right. Like, with with you never fighting him until the end, he was an amazing character. Yeah, yeah. Um... So I, both like both of our favorite game series are the Mass Effect series. Yes. When it comes to endings in current games, yes, I remember I remember two of them the most. Mass Effect Three. Yeah. Not for good reasons. How did? Uh, well, never mind. <laughs> well, I I mean I didn't hate it nearly as much as everybody else did. Okay. But I survived at the end, and then there was nothing that kind of pissed me off. 
Because okay. it's very hard to survive it. They had a Mass Effect. Yes. Um, and then Arkham City. You At the very end, uh, spoilers, I guess. If you haven't played it, pause it right now and play through the whole fucking game. It's fantastic. It's worth it. Play through the, all of them. Play through all of them. Come back in a half hour and we'll be on the now, probably. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but Arkham City ends with Batman carrying the dying Joker out. Right? Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. They, in the very beginning of the game, um, foreshadow that. Well, they... they... They tell you that he's sick with uh, from the toxin that he took in the first game. Right. Which ties him together pretty well. Yes, but here's the thing. Uh, in, in that game, you play as Catwoman here and there. Yeah. And the first thing that you do as Catwoman is you stop a Two-Face uh, operation. Mm-hmm. In that building where she stops a bunch of Two-Face's men, there is a picture hanging up called Cain and Abel, where Abel, or, or no, where Cain is carrying... Abel uh, in, in his arms. And it's the exact same shot as Batman carrying uh, Joker. Oh, okay. It, it's That's exposed cool. exactly the same way. Oh, fantastic. So they, they foreshadowed that that in one way they're brothers and in another way they're enemies through that picture. Right. Okay. I'm I, sorry. I just went really nerdy there for no, a second. No, it's fantastic. I, it's I, cool. I just relived the game cool. entirely in my head. <laughs> but, I mean, it's very solid gameplay. Yes. E- even if you don't like it as much, you have to agree to that point. Yeah. Because your main thing is environment, right? Like, that's why you kind of like we like Arkham War? Um, that and story. Like, don't get me wrong. City had an amazing story. Yeah, that right. He goes in, strange into it. That was awesome. The environment added to the story more. Yeah, I suppose so. In Asylum. Uh, uh, City was all about giving you a bigger playground. Yeah. And but here's the You thing. know what I did in that playground? Hmm. I played. Yeah. It was fantastic. I loved it. I had nothing but a good time. I think here's my biggest gripe. And I won't even say gripe. Here's my biggest downfall. I, I don't have a worse. good word for it. I don't have yeah. a good word for it. This is the one thing that makes you like City less than Asylum? Yeah, okay. We'll go with that. Okay. Um, In, in Asylum, the... The risk was high. If I get caught in a battle, I can't just get out of it. I, I In City, anytime I would start getting overwhelmed, I always had the option of hitting right bumper and ziplining out of there. No matter where I am in the city. Well, if you're outside, they put you in, indoors a lot. And in there, you cannot do that most of the time. Yeah. So, I mean, but they still try to balance that, I think. My, my really favorite sequence from City is when you're fighting the Mad Hatter. Oh, that was very cool. Yeah. That was very cool. When, when you see, when the mask becomes a rabbit mask instead of yeah. the bat mask. Uh, my favorite part of that entire game is the Mr. Freeze boss fight. Yeah. Where he, I mean, you feel like he's learning from you. You can use one takedown and then he will he will no longer fall for it. Right. Uh, so you have to change, every time you attack him, you have to change up your game play style completely. Yeah. Just really good Game design. Yeah, it's very well done. And they did a good job with Mr. Freeze in that entirely. They went with the sympathetic Mr. Freeze. Right, where he's trying to save his wife. Yeah, Nora. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is the right way to go if you're doing a Freeze story. Yeah, they changed that in New 52 where it turns out he killed somebody as a kid and shit. Really? Yeah. I don't like that at all. I like my Mr. Freeze to be sympathetic. Because if he's not sympathetic, then I just picture him as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Saying, chill, bird boy. And I don't want that shit. (laughs) Although... I mean, if I read a Mr. Freeze comic now, I can't say that I wouldn't do his voice as Arnold as Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Which would probably ruin any story. 
No. Unless Mr. Freeze becomes a cop that is stuck as a kindergarten teacher and does not have a tumor. And has to fight an alien. Or an alien, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Read both of those, though. <laughs> you imagine Mr. Freeze as a kindergarten teacher? Fighting an With alien? With a robot voice, though? It's not a tumor. It's not nearly as funny. Being sent from the future into the past to kill John Connor, who is an alien. And in his kindergarten class. Yes! Perfect movie! We just made we the did. best movie! <laughs> no Batman whatsoever. That's no. the weird part. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> but, no, wait. Sarah Connor's Batman. Oh, nice. <laughs> Are we even talking about the Flashpoint Paradox? No. Where, uh, well, we talked about that in the last episode, though. We, we, we did. Which we did. is why okay, I, I didn't bring it up this time. Yeah, I saw but the if, spine of it over there. It, if done. you want to discuss it a little bit, I have no problem. Nah, it's alright. Okay. We already discussed it, um... In Superman, uh, the Super Hobo Beard. I think is what I named that one. Oh, yeah, okay. A Sweet Hobo Beard. Sweet Hobo Beard? It's something about a That's hobo beard. not that sweet, though. That's my main problem with it. <laughs> but, uh, at at the very end of Arkham City, you get the... Aforementioned Cain Batman and Abel yeah. picture. And then Batman carrying Joker out in the same style. Yeah. During the credits, you get Mark Hamill singing a love song as the Joker. Yeah. It is heart wrenching. To me, that is the second. Uh, one of the. One of my favorite game endings of all time. The wrap up was as enduring as the game itself. Well, here's the thing. Um, as you're going through that, you find out that Joker and Harley are trying to have a kid. And you find out the Joker's. Actually, dying. Well, yeah, they they show that very early on. No, you find out he's sick, and then you find out that the whole time you've seen him, you haven't seen him. You've seen Clayface, and that he's not just sick; he's damn near dead already. Yeah, like he's he looks like a corpse already. Yeah. So, uh, what about uh, Arkham Origins? You haven't touched that. I've not touched that. Okay. Um, I heard mixed reviews, and that's not why I didn't touch it. I, at the time, I just didn't have the time. Okay, uh, if I may borrow that from you, uh, it's it's in there. Um, I own every Arkham game. Finally, since I got an Xbox One, what like three weeks ago? Yeah, I bought Arkham Knight when I bought the Xbox One. I just played it today in preparation, and I will get to that shortly. Um, Origin is good; is very good. There's a game-breaking mechanic that makes it, the combat a little bit too easy. What's that? Uh, electric gauntlets. Oh yeah, that would make it. Yeah, because you can punch through it. Like, you know, you'd have to change up your combat style constantly. Because people would have shields and yeah. stuff that could just hit you. If you have your gauntlets charged, you can punch through the shield. You can just punch everything. You don't have to think about what you're doing. You just punch until nothing's standing. See, I actually wrote a comic book character once that used uh, tasers uh, that were wired into his uh, gloves. Okay. Well, um, Black Widow had that for a little while. In her well, she has the stingers. Yeah. That's always been... Uh, Similar, though. Yeah. An idea, not look. Right. If that makes sense. Um, But I, I ended up scrapping that character just because he was way... Like, for being the everyman character that I, I was originally writing him as being, like, everything that I wrote for that character, you could buy on eBay. Literally. Yeah, I've thought about doing that. Uh, that's something we really needed to do on a free-for-all, is talk about the comics that we've started to write and never finished. Never together. Right. We've taken notes together yes. when we were really drunk. Yes. And then we talked about those notes like a couple days and then, you know, nothing came from it. But like the electric gauntlets with everything else that I had given the person was just way too powerful. Okay. Same with Batman. If 
fits in very well. Yeah. Because um, he already has so many gadgets, but like in the combat flow, if you click both joysticks down, after you get enough hits in, he just slaps his fists together, and all of a sudden he can punch through anything. Beyond that, I love the game. The storyline is still fantastic. You don't have Mark Hamill, and you don't have... Uh... Kevin Conroy? Kevin Conroy, thank you. Uh, but you have people that doing their best impressions of them, and it, honestly it kind of works because they both look younger in the game. Right. So, so you don't expect them to quite match up. Yeah, yeah I mean, a little different. It is Arkham Origins. <laughs> Do what you can. Yeah. But there is one level where you play through the Joker, you play as the Joker in his own mind as he's losing it. Really? And in that you see why he is afraid and loves Batman. Really? Like he's walking through a maze and like every monster and every good guy is the Batman. Huh. And when he snaps out of it, that's when he's like, oh, this this guy's my life. And then he realizes the person interviewing him is Harlette Quinzel. Mm. And, like, the way they did it is very well. And, like, the very end of the game is nothing huge and epic. It's it's Commissioner Gordon trusting him for the first time. Really? It is beautiful in its simplicity. Trust me. Okay. I'm going to have to play the game yeah, to find When out. you leave my house, take it with you, please. Will do. Will yeah. do. You won't see it again for a month. That's fine. <laughs> I have an Xbox One now. Yeah. Well, Arkham Knight. Yeah. I started it today... Half asleep, because I knew you were coming over to record a Batman podcast. Right. I'm still only two hours into Fallout 4, like I was three weeks ago. Yeah. Because I haven't played it since, because time does not exist to me. Uh, actually, I dropped it a little bit to play about three hours of Mortal Kombat XL. Yeah. But uh, the game starts out very dark, man. Uh, explain. You you start the game up, it shows like two screens of credits. While okay. playing this really old love song. Then you see a door open. You see, like, the bottom of a metal sheet getting slid in. Like, kind of into an oven, you Okay. Know? And then is it, it goes... The, is it... The, uh, sorry to cut you off. Is it the same love song that's at the end of Arkham City? I don't know. I know it's not Mark Hamill's singing it. Okay. But you see the bottom of this giant metal sheet getting slid in. And then it pans up, and you see a purple jacket with a carna- dead carnation in it. And I was like, holy shit, that's the Joker. It pans out, and you see the Joker's dead face in a crematorium. And it's just playing this love song, and it's just staring at his face. And then you can see these little flames licking up around his shoulders. And, like, it went on for a minute, and I wasn't even holding the controller, because I was like, oh, opening scene, I don't have to play. I reached over to grab it and accidentally flicked a thumbstick, and a flame rose. Oh, shit. So I started hitting the other thumbstick, and a flame on the other side rose. They make you burn the Joker's body. Are you serious? Yeah, I had to work both thumbsticks. And all of a sudden, like, the flames get higher and higher, and all of a sudden they burst into the bat signal. Really? Yeah, it's... It got me going. I did not drop the controller after that. Like, it's not something I... I I didn't know I wanted to do it until I did it. Does that make sense? That... That's dark as shit. Yeah, but then it goes into a monologue by Commissioner Gordon. Which hooked me even more. You give me good dialogue, I'm there. Now, who voices Gordon in that? Uh, I don't know. It's not Gary Oldman. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish it would be. Well, mm. the reason I ask is because around the time that it came out, or at least that it was recording, um, they did a Batman cartoon movie uh-huh. where uh, the guy that played Walt Whitman in... Breaking Bad, was Commissioner Gordon. Walt Whitman. 
was a news anchor. Uh, Walt, uh, Walter White. Walter White. See, yeah. Brian Cranston. I'm a little tired myself. Apparently. <laughs> Holy shit. That's actually funny, though. <laughs> Walter Whitman. That's funny, because my Xbox tag, and you can leave this in, find me on Xbox Live, uh, Walter Crunkwright. Yeah. Like Walter Crunkwright, but with crunking in it. <laughs> Spell with a K. Um, I don't know who voices him, but it's it's a well-done speech where, uh, like, it does that, and it blows up in your face, and then it goes calm again. And it's just people getting ready for Halloween in Gotham City. Oh, are they doing Long Halloween? I don't know yet. I'm not the... No, no. You saw me play a little bit. It's all militia and shit. Um, they should have, though. You just made me not like the game anymore. Thank you, <laughs> so Robert. Sorry. Although, that would have been just all dialogue options with punching every two hours. Uh, so, are you saying that it would have been Bioshock with Batman? No, Bioshock was a lot of action. It would have been... It was also a lot of story. That's why I love actually, it. Is because so of the story. was Mass Effect though too. But you actually got to pick. It would have been. Um, it would have been Knights of the Old Republic with Batman in it. Ooh, mm. I'd play it. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Bioware, get on that shit. Yeah. Why haven't you yet, assholes? Because they don't want to hire a voice actor to go. Batman. Hire Kevin Conroy. Yeah, I tried going to a bat blowjob and, and you cut me off. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm ashamed of our bat blowjobs. No, I'm not. No, you're not. <laughs> I was the one that did most of them. A lot you, of them, like, yeah. You mentioned a blowjob and I acted it out, yeah, which is kind of weird. Do a blowjob on Danny. No? Damn. <laughs> Hope you need to act it out. <laughs> Done. <laughs> well played. Don't you? <laughs> if I'm taking a sip of a beer, don't do that. <laughs> I was choked to death on an episode of Hold My Beer because somebody made it funny. I was taking a sip and I literally had to pause the recording. Wait, wasn't that me? Oh, yeah, you were there. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Robert. Yeah. <laughs> I keep almost killing you with beer. The, the point is you should know better, honestly. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it shows Gotham City being calm and then the voiceover from Commissioner Gordon comes in. And it's just everybody in Gotham was waiting for this power struggle. Uh, to see who would take Joker's place, because he was the head honcho. Right. After um, Arkham City. Right, right. And it never happens. It's calm in Gotham City, which I don't know if I've ever seen. It was unsettling, honestly. Right. But then, uh, at the very... He ends the entire speech with uh, saying it would only take one shot. And he was just wondering where the first shot would come from. After that, you take control of a uh, Gotham City police officer. Like a beat cop? Yeah. Uh, in a diner eating lunch. Like, you sit down, you listen to him order what he wants. So just an everyday cop, then? Yeah. Wow. He's nobody important. I don't even know his name. I, don't, I think somebody says it at one point. Nobody important. Uh, somebody casually walks up and says the guy... Probably Simmons. Simmons is often a just regular throwaway name. Uh, no. No. I can't remember what it was. Hey, Jerry! Honestly, it, it doesn't matter what the name is. Yeah. He doesn't make it long. No, no, I'm sorry. He does. He's still alive. Really? Hmm? Oh, so what happens? Well, somebody casually walks up to him and says that somebody's smoking in the back booth, the back corner booth. Right. So you walk to him, still in first person, which is jarring for one of those games. Yeah, you never see anything in first person. So he's in... Well, sometimes back. in detective mode, if you're really up to the clues, they'll go first person. 
Yeah, but aside from that, you're in third person. Right, and you're not playing as Batman. Yeah. The only time I haven't played as Batman is either in challenge maps or as the Joker. Or, yeah, Catwoman or the Joker in Origins. Or Robin. Yeah, I guess it's happened before, but either way. (laughs) You're not playing as a main DC character. Right. You're just playing as the everyman. Right. Uh, you walk up to the guy. He's wearing. He has a hood up, so you can't see who it is. So you know it's going to be bad. But you have to press the button to keep going. He. You know, uh, your cup. Well, yeah, and to just make the game go forward. Yeah. Uh, he spritz some stuff in your face. Oh, it's right. scarecrow. Yes. And you start freaking out, and you see the building crumble around you, kind of like in Arkham Asylum. Right. But then everybody around you turns into these ashy looking. Disgusting, no, zombies. Just felt like zombies. Oh, shit. You see them beating the shit out of each other and then coming for you. So you pull your gun and you have to actually shoot them, even though the player knows that they're just regular people. Oh, so fuck, it makes you shoot them? Yeah, you're the shot that started the war. Oh, shit. From then on, it's been militia and Batmobiles. Uh, I don't know how I feel about the Batmobile play so far. It seems like they forced it in a little too much at the beginning. See, I don't know too much about it. I know that there's a second Batman that shows up. Uh, the Arkham Knight. Right. Yeah. And that's all I know about it. Yeah, you walked into me meeting him for the first time. Uh, him and, it turns out he has a fucking army. Well, right, where Commissioner Gordon got confused at the existence of a helicopter. Yeah, that was weird. That was just bad. <laughs> what is that? It was a helicopter. It was one helicopter. <laughs> then we find like 13 more, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, but you see one. Is that? Is that the New Jersey Devil? What is that? <laughs> what? What is that? A Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> it's Bigfoot. You're doing that weird walk through the woods. Pay attention. Uh, it's been very interesting so far, though, and uh, I plan on playing it tomorrow because I have tomorrow off. Oh, good. Well, I hope that you get some sleep between then and now. I probably won't. But nice name, that nice name drop right there. <laughs> nice grin to accompany it. <laughs> God, you're waiting for my approval. You make fun of me when I wait for approval on a joke. That's because you wait for approval on jokes. I wait for approval on puns. <laughs> we, I guess we can pretend there's a difference there. There is. Uh. Okay, so my girlfriend hates the hates slash loves the fact that I do puns. Once I sent her a gif of a piece of toast that had like the old uh, computers flying through space screensaver going on it. And I was like, somebody call Michael Jordan. And she's like, what? And I was like, because it's a space jam. And she's like, I fucking hate you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've met your girlfriend twice now. Yeah. I can picture her hating you for that. Does that make sense? (laughs) That's sad, because she's nice. Yeah. She's like the anti-you. Okay. I mean, to be fair, out of the two of us, I'm the nice one, or you're the nice one. I mean, she recently started listening to but, us. Yeah, I know she. Yeah, she, she, was, us. she was on an episode before she started before listening. She, yeah, it's weird how that works, huh? Yeah. Uh, my brother started listening again. He listened to like the first two episodes. Then he was on the Ghostbusters episode. All of a sudden, he's listening again, and he has his own fucking podcast. Yeah. So funny how that works, huh? Yeah. Um. Yeah, she Elma is she Elmoed us. Emailed. Emailed us wanting to do a Doctor Who episode, but we've already talked about that. And yeah, I we s- actually will be doing a Doctor Who still episode. Still don't want to. That's because you know we're going to fight. Yeah. And I'm going to be Honestly, right. Honestly, I thought we'd fight on this one, though. It's been awkwardly peaceful. Well, that's because I came with facts. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, <laughs> I'm just too tired to fight. I guess. Okay. That, <laughs> that might be it. Matt I, and I came with facts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll credit both. Huh? Okay. You did work. I didn't get sleep. <laughs> Which is kind of like work. 
I didn't get sleep because of work and crime. I'm like Batman. <laughs> Up at all hours of the night because people are breaking into houses. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Or at least this house. Yeah. Ugh. Um. So I think that we should move on to the now. We're still going? Yeah. To the now. So, with the now, we have, well, once again, the Batman v. Superman. And uh, dear Roberto over here gave me some news earlier about uh, not Batman v. Superman necessarily. But the new Batman franchise. Yeah, which I, th- I believe the first movie is being directed and starred in by Ben Affleck. Yes. So. Memory source. He's definitely playing as Batman. Well, absolutely, yeah. But, but I'm pretty sure he's directing as well. I didn't know that he was directing it. Yep. But... We now know who the new Commissioner Gordon is. Yeah. Weird, huh? Yeah. J.K. Simmons. J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson from the... The Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Yes. Yeah. Um, In my opinion, the iconic J. Jonah Jameson. He played that part perfectly. The, okay, we talk about how great the Batman cartoons and stuff were. We both like the Spider-Man cartoon, right? Yeah. The movie, J. Jonah Jameson... Way better. Yeah. I want pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah. He looked like it. He sounded like it. And you never thought that he wasn't pissed off. Yeah. Right? He, he in my mind, will always, like, anytime I read Spider-Man, I read it as him now. Same here, which is sad, because I was reading Spider-Man before, before I saw Before him, yeah. Yeah, completely different dynamic, because I watched the Batman cartoons before I really started reading right. Batman comics. Right. Yeah, and now he's going to be Commissioner Gordon, an older Commissioner Gordon, because we're dealing with an older Batman. Right. We're dealing with, like, Dark Knight Returns Batman. Which is what Batman v Superman is roughly based off of. Sections of it, yeah. Like I said, there are some shot-for-shot scenes. Yes. Batman with a rifle on the roof. Yes. Which turns out the rifle's just holding a grappling hook, like I talked about earlier. But he does shoot somebody in the chest with it. Yeah. It shows him get up, so (laughs) they're not dead. Um... Yet. (laughs) (laughs) That definitely could have killed him, though. Even if it didn't penetrate, could have stopped his heart. But Batman knew it wouldn't? How? He's Batman. (laughs) Argue with that, actually. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm Robert. He's the fucking Batman. I'm the fucking Robert. You can't... No, you're a Robert. There are several Roberts. I I would say I'm the Robert Folly, but I'm named after my grandfather. Oh, same name? Yeah. Uh, Different middle name, but yeah. Oh. Fun fact. And now you know. <laughs> and knowing is how you learn stuff. Knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Real American hero. <laughs> There's actually been less singing on this episode. We've literally been like sticking to the Just topic. Just talking about the topic. Talking Batman and the time that somebody broke into my house. Yes. Um, Two so, days ago. But... Uh, uh, Last week during the now we talked about Superman's side of Batman v Superman and what we think is going that's going to play out. How do we think that Batman's side is going to be? Batman wins. Well, yeah. He demo better, I'll tell you that. Batman doesn't win, I riot. Alright, but what is his reasonings? We know that during the fight with uh, Zod. General Zod. I didn't want you to say crowd again and be embarrassed. Yeah. I did. I don't know why I cut you off. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, we know that with the battle with General Zod, yeah. um, it was a Wayne Enterprises building that was destroyed. That was the bu- building they were fighting in. Correct. Um, we have seen in the trailers him running into danger as everybody else is running away. Him running into the dust cloud and him holding what looks like a little girl. 
I don't know if it was a kid or not. It was a female. It I'll agree with that part. Yeah. Uh, either way, yeah. Uh, it was Bruce Wayne losing people that he knew. Right. I wouldn't say love because I don't think Bruce Wayne really loves anybody that's not Alfred. At one point, <laughs> he is looking at a Batman costume that has the Joker spray paint on it. Yeah, weird, huh? Well, that shot for me is kind of iconic to uh, Batman for uh, Forever. Is that the one where it's in the future with Terry McGinnis? Batman Beyond? Batman Beyond. Batman Forever is the... You're right. Two facing the road. Batman Beyond. There is a scene where you see an old Robin costume. Oh yeah, Return of the Joker. Yes. Yeah, actually, really good. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah. And that scene, though, just the way it's shot, reminded me so much of that. Holy shit, we didn't talk about Batman Beyond until just now. Yeah. Like it never dawned on us. I mentioned Terry McGinnis like three times. Did you? Yeah. I never recognized the name until you said that just now for some reason. (laughs) Like, oh well, yeah, that's Batman Beyond. My son watches it. Yeah, I, Still I good. really liked it. Yeah, I did too. But until they did the whole, oh yeah, you're secretly a clone of Bruce Wayne. That was weird. Yeah. But, um, okay, uh, are we relatively close to ending it, like capping it? I, I think that we're close. Because there is a very beautiful Batman story I would like to talk about Okay. at the end. Okay. Um, there is um, there there is a thing of what's in the box that I would like to do, but this is very specific. Is it not playing it? No, no, no. We're, we're going to do our own version of what's in the box. I'm too tired, Robert. But we're going to be doing Batman v. Superman. No. Because no. whoever has Batman wins. What? Whoever has Batman wins in my book. The thing is, we can defend both sides Yeah, we could, well. but Batman wins. Boom. And what's in the box <laughs> for this week. Plus, Batman got drawn like last week. Or week before last week. Yeah, and Superman's been drawn before as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, well, let us know, uh, emails, let us know, or comment on Twitter or Facebook, let us know who would win, uh, Batman or Superman, because it's Batman. But, <laughs> and, um, it's not Batman Beyond, it is Justice League 2000, I think, or Justice League Unlimited. Ooh, cartoon good, good cartoon. Yeah, the very last episode. Okay. Is, uh, like, it's a two-parter, but then the first part has Batman Beyond talking to, that's where you find out he's a clone and shit. Actually. Yeah. Uh, but he goes back and tells a story about Bruce Wayne. And he's fighting the uh, Aces and Eights Club or some shit. What's it, called? It, it's like his version of... Uh, They're all just like playing cards. Right. It doesn't really matter. But there's this one girl that can control reality. Yes. And it turns out that her power is it, killing it, it's her. The, it's the Scarlet Witch of DC Universe. Pretty much it. But it's a, it's a small girl. It's she's a little she's girl. like eight. Uh, I, know, I know what story you're talking about. And it is beautiful. Right? Um, they find out that she's sitting in a playground. Yep. And all of the Justice League is there. I think even Superman's there. And they're like, call Batman. And they're like, why? They're just like, call Batman. Just get him in here. Oh. And, like, everybody's standing outside, waiting. And then Batman just kind of shows up and walks in between them. Doesn't even ask them, like, hey, do you want me to take care of this? He just walks right in. Right. Sits down on the uh, swing in the playground right next to her. Yep. Just rocking back and forth. It turns out they kind of called Batman because he's the only pure human left. He's the only person that could possibly relate to this girl. And at the end of the story... The things that she's been through. Yeah. And at the end of the story, talks her into being okay with it. And at the very end, he just kind of walks out with her body and just says it's done. I mean... Yeah. And it's you see Batman look heartbroken. Yeah. I mean, it... I teared up when I was watching it. it. I honestly did. 
And it was not that long the, ago. The cartoons, the animated series of both Batman and Superman, the Justice League cartoon, Justice League Unlimited, they, for uh, uh, Young Justice, uh, talking about sidekicks, you know, they were done so well. The yeah. stories were done so well. It made you feel for the characters mm-hmm. in a very deep way. Uh, and so when something like that happens, it hit you. Yeah, it was all really relatable. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of times it's just really sad. Yes, um, very much so. The end of, um, to bring it back, the end and of... The, the the person that it was there that was like, call Batman, uh, her name's Amanda Waller. Yeah, yeah. She's in, that character She's is in, in the new Squad. Suicide Squad. She's yeah, the one she that puts them the together. together. Yeah. Um, uh, just one more quick cartoon Batman thing to wrap this up with. Uh, I mentioned it slightly earlier. Batman the Brave and the Bull. Okay. It is a fourth wall breaking episode. The last episode of it is. It's a fourth wall episode, or fourth wall breaking episode with Batmite in it. Which Batmite is a joke. Yeah. Uh, and he's going through, like at one point they visit a Comic Con. And no matter what he says, the fans boo him because they know better. Right. You know? And just, the episode ends with Batman talking to the camera, saying that no matter who you are, no matter what age you are, no matter where you are, you will always have a Batman. An after-school specials type deal. Yeah, but it's like, it's true though! Yeah? We will, my son has a Batman. Yeah? Right now it's actually that one. But when he gets older, because there's already been, there's already been what? There's been a lot of Batmans. Since he was born in 2012. Oh, since he was born, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, everybody will have a Batman. He will always be there. Yeah? I, for some reason, I think that is really beautiful. It might be It might be because well, uh, now that we've started recording, I'm slightly inebriated on top of no sleep. Well, here's but the thing. It's, it's fantastic. Superheroes have had a major resurgence in, in modern media. Mm. Not only will now... There always be, everybody will have a Batman. Mm-hmm. Everybody will have a Superman. Everybody will have a Spider-Man. I mean, let's let's face the facts. There's been now three in the last twenty years. Of what? Spider-Man. Yeah, we're on our third. We're on our live-action Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's, that's from two thousand. That's not counting the cartoons. Yeah. You know? It's nuts, man. Yeah. You know, superheroes are our heroes. And for good reason. Yeah. You know, DC does a good job of showing the pinnacle of humanity. Gods. Yeah, yeah. Past humanity. Past humanity. What morality. We should, what we should aspire to. Yeah, morality beyond the person itself. Like, yeah. aim above what we can do. Right. Marvel shows the human. Yeah. Human trying to be... That might be why we love Batman so much, because he is the human in DC trying for that. You know? Maybe, but he's the the Marvel... He's still essentially a god. He's the Marvel mentality in a DC character. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I I mean, nobody is going to argue with us that Batman is flawed. He is as mentally unstable as the people that he fights. Any of his villains. That's Yeah. He's a crazy person. Yeah. I mean... slightly more level? In (laughs) Arkham City... If you got the special edition, it came with this little booklet that had 
uh, a mental profile of the different villains, and it ends with Batman. Really? Even though the person that was writing the mental profile had never sat down with Batman, just looking at the stuff that Batman has done, she pretty much nailed that character to a T. Oh, wow. Okay. And, yeah, he is... He suffers from great mental distress. He has PTSD from what has happened to his parents in front of him as a child. Because of it, he has a personality dissociative disorder where Bruce Wayne and Batman are two different people. Yeah, unfortunately, he is Batman. Bruce Wayne is his mask. Right. Uh, There's a great monologue in Kill Bill that talks about Superman and how with Superman... Superman is the person and Clark Kent is the mask. And so Clark Kent is Superman's interpretation of what a human is. The frumpy, the idiotic, this, that, and the other. You know, Superman is who that person is. Batman is the same way, but for vastly different reasons. He plays at being Bruce Wayne, but he is Batman. Correct. And just like that, you are... Robert Folly, you are Danny Mons. Have a good night, everybody.